Thank you so much clubhouse appreciate your patience we are back in business so we're now live on johnoradio.com and qmzradio.com yes javette you got a chance to hear almost the entire song and the title track one more cup of coffee and the coffee spelled with one e <laughs> courtesy of damien jr god marley yeah all right so we're gonna go ahead and kick it off good morning to all of our listeners around the world Thank you so much for logging on to QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. Of course, I gotta say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Friday, January 20, 2023. Freestyle Friday inside the Friday mix. We kicked it off with some reggaeton and coming up later on, we're gonna have some Afrobeats and dance hall thank you so much for joining me for coffee in tow world news on the go we do this every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our views remember you can follow me on tiktok at moments with me media on twitter at me media moments and on instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and the me in everything is am i <laughs> thank you so much for checking out my social media platforms for my folks on clubhouse don't forget to share the space as you come on in thank you so much appreciate you in advance and we have the headlines coming up right after we finish listening to our theme song in stories out of the Caribbean corner, out of Barbados, magistrate raises concern about weed addiction among young men. Guadeloupe and neighboring islands rocked by large earthquake. Haiti shipwreck, 72 containers of goods lost at sea. Oh my gosh. Uh, Pan American Health Organization is uh, saying outbreaks of the avian influenza, which is bird flu, um, is currently in 10 countries. Uh, help! Colombia rescues sailor who was adrift in the Caribbean for 24 days. 62% of Caribbean CEOs think economic growth will drop in 2023. I wonder why that dismal forecast. Loan agreement signed for expansion of the UE5 Islands campus. A civil servants housing project delayed in Jamaica and... <laughs> I'm laughing at this next headline because I think it's just hilarious. Remember that Negril sign that cost, how much was it? 12 million uh, Jamaican dollars? Well, um, it's going to cost $500,000 to replace the stolen sign lights. You know what? <laughs> Woo! 
let me keep it moving alleged family dispute over land leaves one dead and two persons in custody we're gonna have those stories and more of course you know we have our popcorn session which is um the whole showdown on the financial scene going on in jamaica in international news france uh this is sad why do they want to raise the retirement age well over 1 million people are marching against that and all right you know something i when i when i saw this next headline i think i cursed every single bad word jamaican bad word that there is in the dictionary plus every bad word in other world i think i cursed when i read this one it's a pity i can't just blur them out u.s will send a striker combat vehicles to ukraine for first time as part of a 2.5 billion dollar security package me can't pay for grocery me cannot buy food me i struggle for pay my light bill my water bill my internet bill my phone bill car insurance me i struggle okay i can let me breathe let me breathe <sighs> news out of north america teacher who allegedly was shot by six-year-old has um, been released from the hospital as the child's family issues first statement san francisco art gallery owner who holds down a homeless woman has been arrested for battery and welcome to the state of florida florida governor blocks ap african-american studies from being taught in k-12 through schools says the curriculum significantly lacks educational value oh what do you, you know what DeSantis and scott speak out on migrant crisis two ohio police officers um are under investigation after video shows um <laughs> punching a woman in the face outside of the mcdonald's in business and tech news thinks agrees on four million dollar settlement after menstrual underwear found to contain harmful chemicals listen to this one because i want to be able to i have been begging to walk around topless and nobody's paying me any attention they just tell me oh you will get locked up if you do well hashtag free the nipple facebook and instagram lift ban on naked breasts for transgender and non-binary people that's it i'm non-binary changing my identification so y'all see me posting pics with my boobs out mind your business i'm non-binary thank you ah we're gonna have those stories and more in sports news Stephen a smith apologizes for rihanna ain't beyonce comment and usc names field after olympic track star allison felix uh and believe it turned out stores let me tell you something Get your popcorn when you're talking about anything out of the U.S. at this point. It's a, it's, it's just showtime. New report claims. <laughs> are you guys ready for this one? New report claims that U.S. Representative George Santos once was known as Brazilian drag queen guitarra. <laughs> I'm done. I am so done. How much worse can it get for George Santos at this point? even this sounds ridiculous for the um old camp the um 
I'm sorry. Even this sounds ridiculous for the Republican camp. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to take another quick music break. When we return, we have the details and, of course, the conversation. Keep it locked. Girl, I got a thing for you. Green bean, I dip a guy, I'm the king for you. I don't care what them other guys bring to you. I got the loving to go fling to you. Passionate, let me hard just a sing for you. Baby girl, you know me, I cling to you. Oh, scar and lana, i ring for you. Because you changed my life, so me into you. Tabata, me dream girl. You miss me. everyone listening online on qmcradio.com and jadoradio.com thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse this is where the conversation happens thank you so much for checking in to coffee into world news on the go we do this every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern I don't care what them other guys bring to you. I got the loving to go fling to you. Passionate, let me hard just a sing for you. Baby girl, you know me, I cling to you. Oh, yeah, Show me what you got, my baby. Before and I'm a yakola. 
Me I go chop money Back it out for me Hola Every other only Me I go, me I go chop money time for us to go ahead and get started we're going to kick it off with the caribbean corner Our first story out of the Caribbean corner, we head on over to Barbados. Uh, Magistrate raises concern about weed addiction among young men. The court has encouraged 32-year-old Jabari Trevor Jackson to get some help. The Bridgecott St. George resident appeared at Supreme Court No. 5 before Chief Magistrate Ian Weeks for three drug charges, possession of cannabis, possession with the intent to supply and trafficking cannabis. The judge said to him, you are poisoning yourself with this crap day in, day out. Jackson was held while police were conducting an operation in the area of Odessa McLean Drive, my Lord's Hill in St. Michael. According to Sergeant Randolph Boyce, he was driving towards my Lord's Hill Main Road when he looked in the direction of the police and proceeded to roll up his windows and sped to leave the area. Of course, that aroused suspicion and, you know, they ensued a chase. His vehicle was searched and police found a transparent plastic bag with what they suspected to be cannabis under the driver's seat. And, you know, he admitted saying, this is my weed. Yeah, it is mine. I'm I'm tired of this in the Caribbean as far as I'm concerned. You have another group of people who are making millions legally. Can we just let go of the stigma and focus on the positive aspect of cannabis. Stop denouncing it. It is good for glaucoma. You soak it in like a white rum, sap your joints. It's good for arthritis. It offers pain relief for those who are going through chemotherapy. There are so many benefits that we could focus on. I have some friends who, when them smoke it, them talk sense. Take them to higher heights and then them really talk sense. When are we going to destigmatize marijuana in the Caribbean? So it's okay for one group of people to bank off of it, and then it's another, it's a problem for another group of people. It makes zero sense to me. We're oppressing our own. As far as I'm concerned, a God make it. Him put it there in nature for us for a reason. Everything we need is in nature. And then people might say, well, cocaine is um, is from nature to some degree, but then it's altered with chemicals. Yes, the coca plant, we are fully aware. But then they mess with it. 
anything altered and has a chemical applied to it is a problem. But you know what's weird? Something that's natural is banned, but something created in a lab, it's okay. All these pharmaceutical companies that produce these drugs, that manufacture these drugs that say, you know, cure, which we know drug, these pharmaceutical drugs don't really cure. What they do is, um, it's like a band-aid. Have you ever listened to the commercials for some of these drugs? Almost, I want to say 99% of them, listen to the side effects. And they all end with death. So you take that pharmaceutical drug and then you have to get something else to counter that and something else to counter the one that's countering the first one. And the countering goes on and on and on and on and on. And it's, those are legal. Legal drugs to destroy your kidneys, your liver, distort, mess up your cells in your body. In some cases, prevent um, your cells from replenishing, damaging the, the healthy ones. And that's okay. Who is locking up the pharmaceutical companies for killing us? But weed. Weed. Weed are them problem. I weed them I worry about. Weed only becomes bad in my opinion. And I'm saying this. This is a disclaimer. My opinion. No, I've never smoked it. I've tried a weed cupcake before. It didn't do anything to me. I was warned you'll be careful. I was okay. But in my opinion... Weed not trouble nobody. It only becomes a harmful um, drug, if you want to call it that, when they mix it with something synthetic. You hear them talk about seasoned weed. In my, leave the weed alone. And Caribbean people, we should be fighting to free it up, not incarcerating and harassing people. A 2023, let it go. Sorry. Javette said I didn't try enough of the cupcakes. <laughs> oh boy. I probably didn't. Guadeloupe, you're up next. And neighboring islands rocked by a large earthquake. And that this is really of concern. 6.5 on the Richter scale, and it occurred west of Guadeloupe this morning. And that's according to the UA Seismic Research Center. 7.23 a.m. at a depth of 164 kilometers. It was 52 kilometers west of uh, Pointe Petre, Guadeloupe, 98 kilometers south, southwest of St. John's, Antigua and Barbuda, and 125 kilometers northwest of Rousseau, Dominica. Isn't this like the second report this week that we're having um, in pretty much the same area? What's going on beneath the yes, surface? It is. Yes, it is. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Javette. My family in Antigua said they didn't feel anything. So, but like you said, the second one. So that means another one has to be coming. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, boy. We just hope it stays off right we don't want it affecting islands directly not at all ah and uh, 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 uh those stories that you heard were courtesy of caribbean.loopnews.com now we head on over to jamaica 
and I got to pull up the sound bite for this one. I'm here chatting and wasn't getting myself prepared. What is today? Today is the 20th. Can you imagine we're almost at the end of January already? Where is the time going? Did anyone set a goal for the month of January that, you know, or some goals that they wanted to accomplish? Well, you still have, what is it? How many days in January? 31. You still have 11 days to get it done. Don't feel bad. Uh, and where is the, you know what? I'm struggling to find a sound vibe. In the meantime, let me go ahead to this story. Uh, outbreaks of avian uh, influenza, bird flu in birds in 10 countries. Let's hear what they're saying. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. The Pan-American Health Organization issued an alert in response to the increasing detection of the avian influenza outbreaks in birds in 10 countries in the region of the Americas. And there is the first confirmation um, of a, or I should say a recent confirmation of the first case of human infection in South America. In an epidemiological alert, which was issued on Wednesday, last Wednesday, uh, the Pan American Health Organization stressed the importance of controlling infection in birds as the key measure to reduce the risk to humans and recommended that countries strengthen surveillance for seasonal and zoonotic influenza in animal and human populations. The organization also reiterated its guidelines on early lab diagnosis in human and animal samples and the respective investigation of cases and contacts and recommended that these and other surveillance prevention and control actions be carried out in coordination uh, between the health, agriculture, and environmental sectors. So here are the countries. In the region, the influenza A, H5N1 virus was first identified in domestic and wild birds in December 2014 in North America. Since then and on to the first week of January 2023, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, Honduras, Mexico, Panama, Peru, the United States and Venezuela have detected outbreaks of this virus in domestic, poultry, and or wild birds. Well, I don't mean to brag and show off and boast, but so far, Caribbean islands are safe and we want to keep it that way. We want to keep it that way. So islands, don't be importing no chicken from any of these countries. Let me list the countries again. Canada, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, Honduras, Mexico, Panama, Peru, the United States, and Venezuela. Islands do not import no chicken from the U.S. Sorry. <laughs> Let's keep the islands safe. Um, people at risk are those exposed to infected birds, domestic, wild, or captive, such as poultry keepers and personnel involved in outbreak control. Healthcare workers are also at risk of infection if adequate prevention and control measures are not observed. The Pan American Health Organization recommends the use of personal protective equipment and other hygiene and sanitation uh, measures. So please be on guard. Help! 
Colombia rescues sailor adrift in the Caribbean for 24 days. Wow. The Colombian the Colombian Navy rescued a man from Dominica who says he survived 24 days adrift in the Caribbean on a sailboat by eating ketchup, garlic powder, and seasoning cubes. Elvis Francois, who is 47 years old, had crawled or scrawled rather the word help in English on the boat's hull which officials said was key to his rescue. The sailboat was spotted from the air 120 nautical miles northwest of La Guajira Peninsula, and Francois was taken to the port city of Cartagena by a passing container ship, the Colombian Navy said in a statement. Francois told Colombian authorities that his ordeal began in December when currents swept the sailboat out to sea while he was making repairs off the island of St. Martin in the Netherlands, Antilles, where he lives. Well, we're grateful that he is um, safe. And of course, he's being observed. He's being checked out by doctors. Uh, 62% of the Caribbean Sea. I'm sorry. Somebody open their mic. I'm so sorry. Yeah, good mo- morning. Hey, James. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just gonna tell you that there, there are more meat um, imported to the, to especially to Jamaica. I'm not sure about the other islands, but to Jamaica, there are more meat imported there than, than what's been um, locally produced to use. So, too late for that. But where think, is it coming from? Gonna... What, where, what's the source? Is it? Well, mo- mostly America. You okay. know, Jamaica is little America. So, <laughs> yeah, mostly like, like people would be surprised. Like even goat. Like, if you go to Jamaica and you're eating curry goat, um, there's a 60% chance that you're not eating curry goat. What you eating? You're eating sheep. It's, it's, um, it's, um, they said it's something like 50% cheaper. So, um, most times when you're in Jamaica, um, you're, you're, you're going to go for like something cheaper than quality per se. So like if you if you you know if you get the real like ram goat, you're looking at oxtail price. But they they get the sheep from like you know America or anywhere else in in the world, and it's frozen and shipped, and it's like fifty percent cheaper. And with the with the naked mouth, you can't taste the difference. You have to be an expert. But I mean, is sheep bad? I don't no, think no, it, no, no, it's not. But it's just that. Um, remember, it's, it's curry goat, not curry sheep. <laughs> so when you go somewhere, and ask for curry goat, your chances are you're getting sheep because it's cheaper. <laughs> Sunday, gone, I jump. A minibus, I really late, but it's not my fault. I when we nearly reach by the terminus, I feel the bus come to a halt. We lick around goes down by the roundabout, but just as if that could not suffice. I better run to the bus and start to show. You should have dead make with buy a pound of rice. Ram good liver, good finick, manish water, really good. Walk and talk. 
it's interesting. It's interesting that you play that song because if if you go somewhere you want to know you're getting real goat. If they have manish water, you're getting goat. <laughs> because because um the frozen the frozen mutton or stuff that they, they don't send ahead. It's just just the body. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you can get when you, if you want goat, make sure they have money water. <laughs> oh Lord, thank you for the laugh, James. Javette says lamb has a distinct taste, so you should be able to tell the difference. Hmm. Not not when you throw the Jamaica curry night. Trust me, because <laughs> um, most most of the Caribbean restaurant in 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 um, Canada, that's what we use. We don't use a goat. The goat here is like. You can go buy cocaine and get it cheaper than the goat here. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> which brand of curry powder is Jamaican, by the way? Um, I'm, I'm just asking. Which brand is Jamaican? The have, the have, um, they have the, the uh, what, what is it? Pride? I can't remember. Pride. And, and they have the, the, the ones that they, they import and, and package, like, like here. So. Better pack is because if I'm not mistaken, I think most of our curry comes from another island, but we call it Jamaican curry. Am, am I wrong? Hmm. Yeah, because either Chief or Better Pack, those are the two I know. And then you have other, you have like Blue Mountain Country Curry, we have Badia Curry, but. Uh, do we actually make curry powder in Jamaica? Isn't it imported? No, they make it there too. They remember, Jamaica, remember Jamaica have a big Indian population too. You know? Okay, but the curry is a is a derivative of what plant? I'm, you know, I'm not sure, but I, I know um, I used to work at this um, season factory like about 75 years ago and, and we used to make it. I yeah. So what? Are, what is the? What, if you used to work there, what are the ingredients of curry? I powder? don't know. Like I was about fourteen at the time. I know they used to get the raw material and we used to pour them into like a machine, and mix it, and then it comes out and and we we label it and stuff like that. Maybe the raw material comes from India or somewhere, but they actually make it. There's like factories that that make it there. Okay. So some, let me, um, from my understanding, right? So some curry powders, you know, you can use turmeric, uh, uh, you don't have to use curry powder because if I'm out and I don't get a chance to go to the, um, West Indian, West Indian stores, I will use turmeric, cumin, garam marsala, ginger, black pepper garlic powder and a hint of cinnamon you know you can use those to make your own curry powder all right let me jump on um hold on Moments, in jamaica we don't use hint it's a tops a tops whatever T a hint <laughs> a, a tops <laughs> a dash of this a dash of that <laughs> okay um whoa so i'm on google here where does curry powder come from? Curry powder was invented by the British in the late 1700s. Did we know that? Um, what is the main spice in curry? Curry powder's main ingredient is turmeric, which gives it that signature yellow tint, but not a lot of taste. The blend's mild flavor is credited to spices such as fenugreek and cumin, as well as coriander. 
The recipe for garam masala can vary by region, but is sweeter and more pungent than curry powder. So you have various, um, you have various versions of curry powder. And one thing I would like Jamaicans to stop doing is tell people, say, I know so you cook curry. You no need to stop it. Just like on a love walk and tell people, I know so still for cook. Stop it. There are different ways to cook things. There are different variations of seasonings that people use. All right. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> oh, Dre, thank you. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that, Dre. What Dre said? Moraya Koeniji. Okay, let me I have to look that up now, Dre. You're sending me to back to in um oh lord and please excuse okay here we go leaf extract is it from the leaf or is it from the root okay so the koiniji leaf extract is a rich source of polyphenols in this study we found that a hydromethanolic extract of curry leaves is rich in polyphenol content okay um the leaves have been reported to possess various biological activities such as anti-diabetic and antioxidative and anti-inflammatory. Wow. So we are here eating healthy <laughs> in the in the islands and then we come a foreign and take on this foreign mentality. But as I'm saying that, but when was it? Sunday? Which day I was making rice and peas. And when I'm cooking my peas, and this is an hour, I'm going to want anybody to tell me, say, I'm so rice and peas cook. When I'm doing my peas, um, I usually cook the peas first and I put a couple cloves of garlic. I'm sorry, I operate in numbers of one, three, five, and seven. Okay, I don't, don't ask me why, but that's what I do. So I put seven cloves of garlic, um, three bay leaves. I will put... Um, what you call it? Cloves, some cloves. Um, I use, let me tell you, when I'm boiling the peas, I put garlic, bay leaves, cloves, pimento. And I allow the peas to cook. So I'm look, while I'm there, I'm like, hold on, let me look up something. And all of the seasoning that we use in our rice and peas has health benefits. Then now you add your scallion. You add your scotch bonnet pepper. You add your um, thyme. Every single seasoning we use in our rice and peas has health benefits. And then throw in the coconut milk. More health benefits. When we're back in the islands, we cook with a lot of natural seasoning. And I think we need to go back use less powdered seasoning unless you're going to um unless you know for a fact that there there are no anti-caking agents not at all if we can do more natural that's better for us it keeps us healthy it definitely does think about that folks as you're making your next pot of rice and peas or you're going to do your next thing a brown stew chicken curry chicken curry goat oxtails fish anything <laughs> like that so there we go. I did not know that curry was invented by the
the British. I, you know, I thought it was the um, Indians. I honestly thought it was out of India. Well, we learned something new. Um, good morning again. Good morning to that. <laughs> So, you know, like how Columbus discovered America? <laughs> I yield my mic. Oh, oh geez, um, for real. <laughs> you know, Jimmy, and it's interesting that you said that because we say information is out there, right? And we go to Google a lot and we swear by what we read on Google and we swear by what we see in books in libraries, forgetting that those everything we read is written by somebody, right? <laughs> and who controls the narratives? <laughs> yeah moments you have to understand everything that that it's a part of British culture is from somewhere else, you know, like they're big on their high tea, you know, with their Earl Grey and their all this type of tea, Jasmine or whatever. All of those um, things are from, from like, you know, Sri Lanka and, and those countries. So yeah, everything that they, they, everything that's a part of their culinary identity or whatever, it's from somewhere else. It's, it's, they, they, didn't, they didn't invent shit. <laughs> so, <I'm sorry. laughs> no, like they're going to, you're breaking up james you're breaking up okay james we lost you lost you there i hope you can hear us but we're going to move on so 62 percent of caribbean ceos think economic growth will drop in 2023 that's a dismal foresight story courtesy of cayman.loopnews.com Despite some regional governments speaking of expected growth in 2023, almost 75% of global CEOs are predicting declines. According to PricewaterhouseCoopers 26th Annual Global CEO Survey, which polled 4,410 CEOs in 105 countries and territories in October and November, 2022, nearly three quarters, 73% of CEOs believe global economic growth will decline over the next 12 months. However, the number is a tad lower, 62% for the CEOs in the Caribbean specifically, but it is still the belief of well over half of the region's leadership. In a press release from PricewaterhouseCoopers, it is stated that the bleak CEO outlook is the most pessimistic CEOs have been regarding global economic growth since we began asking this question 12 years ago. Those expectations represented a stark reversal from the last Caribbean participation in the survey conducted between late 2020 and early 2021, when a similar proportion, 69%, thought economic growth would improve. So no growth over the next 10 years in the Caribbean region? Looking beyond 2023, the picture is not improving in the minds of Caribbean CEOs, with 30% of Caribbean CEOs thinking their organizations will not be economically viable in a decade. And they're not blaming the economic climate alone. In addition to a challenging environment, nearly one-third of Caribbean CEOs think their organizations will not be economically viable in a decade if they continue 
on their current path. Uh, well, so what do CEOs think will hurt the bottom line the most? Their answer? CEOs are also seeing multiple direct challenges to profitability within their own industries over the next 10 years. The highest contributing factor highlighted by 76% of the surveyed population is changing customer demand preferences. It is believed that this will impact profitability the most, followed by changes in regulation and technology disruptions. Inflation, macroeconomic volatility, and climate change top CEOs concerns. All right, so you've given this dismal forecast to us. Can I hear how we plan to challenge these issues? Don't just throw this on us, this dark cloud over us, without coming with something positive to say. Well, we are aware of inflation. We are fully aware of macroeconomic volatility. We are aware of the challenges that climate change has presented to us, but we will not, we will not fold. Here are the things we have planned to tackle these issues. Where is the spin? Aren't we supposed to be looking for a positive outcome amidst everything, right? You throw this at us, but you don't throw um, possible res resolutions. So how do you expect us, the citizens, to feel? Oh, you're leaving it to us to solve the issue for you. Don't just give us the negative. You have to understand that not everybody is mentally capable of taking the information and spinning, pivoting. Not everybody can do that. You have people who are looking to you, leaders, to offer some glimmer of hope, to point them in a direction, to spur ideas. And I don't think inflation is anything new. That's something that since the beginning of time, as there is demand, supply, climate change has been an issue ever since um, industrialization was introduced. I don't think these are new issues, but how do we plan to pivot as these issues continue to impact us? That's what I need y'all to tell me. And stop just burdening us with negativity. Go ahead, James. Yeah, I think that they're, they're, they're the ones that are creating a problem because, as you said, like all of these things, they're not new. The thing that is new, um, that not necessarily new, but moving at a rapid pace than any time on, in the history of this earth is, you know, as we, we spoke about already, like, the auto automation, like, they have to realize, yeah, like, you want to increase your profit, you want to be more efficient with certain things, but the, the limit that they're going, they have to remember that machines and robots don't go to the supermarket, right? They don't go to the hairdresser, they don't go to, you know, like, go on vacation. So when you're pushing millions of people out of jobs who are going to be the consumers, right? You know, we're going to st keep, because we need 
people to stimulate the economy. Robots can't do that. You know, computers can't do that. And yeah, there are certain things that that's convenient to us and, and we, we, we give thanks for it. But where do we stop? Because we see the effect that that it's 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 having like like if you live in a first world country you might not feel it as much as as in some of the African countries, some of the Caribbean countries, as I said, we are because of automation and because of these stuff, they, they, they can produce at a high level and they just dump um, whatever their leftovers on the Caribbean and on Africa and destroying industry. You know, whenever we talk about like farming in Jamaica and farming in the Caribbean, and we always talk about young people don't want to farm, but there's not a good environment for farming nowadays because um, you can't get the stuff for like, you know, quarter of the price. And people people are worried about like their buck. No, they're not worried about healthy eating. So if you can't get potato from Guatemala for like 25 cents, you're going to pay like $5 in Jamaica. You're going to buy the 25 cents. So yeah, they're creating a problem. So they, they, they have to, you know, take responsibility for that too. So and, let me and... ask you a question, James. So we, we realize the problem that they have created, as you pointed out, with price being a concern affordability what is your um solution what would you present as an as a way to um face that issue to address that concern what would you strongly recommend i think i think governments i think governments have to push back because people the, the people are not are not um are not in a position to push back where this is concerned but i think that governments can set policies because if you realize the countries that, that ban milk and stuff from America or ban certain things from America, their production in their country has increased because America is not dumping um, stuff on, on there. Like China is not dumping. All these first world countries um, and some of these um, production countries like Guatemala, Mexico, they're not able to dump their stuff on, on powerful countries. If you look at Africa now, so hold on, James. Hold on a second. Yeah. I want us to deal with Jamaica. I don't want us going all over. What I wanted, my, because what I'm trying to hear out of you is, all right. So we're pushing back. Push back and do what? What is the recommendation? Imagine you're standing in front of all um, Caribbean government leaders and you're offering a resolution. So what would you recommend we do besides pushing back? Push back then and do what next? No, that, um, the, like, okay, if we're talking about Jamaica now, the Jamaican government need to sit down with, with um, manufa the manufacturing um, people in Jamaica, farmers and, 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 and people that, um, food producers, and find a way to, like, keep out the, the dump, the, the garbage that, that's been dumped in the Jamaica economy and increase the technology that we have now. Like, for example... Like, when you go into a supermarket in North America now, people are just walking past white flour because everybody is saying, like, anything white is not good for you right now. White rice, white flour, white this, white that. In Jamaica, like, I'm, I'm here, like, I'm seeing banana flour. I'm seeing, like, um, yam flour. Everything can make flour. You know, Jamaica have all these um, lands and, and we grow beautiful stuff. Grow them and, and create other stuff that and, and make Jamaican eat Instead of um, eating like white dumpling, you eat some banana dumpling or, you know? So, like what some countries in Africa is doing. Like, find a way to push back on these countries that are dumping stuff in, the, in your economy 
and build your economy you know so what it's going to take ultimately is education there has to be a campaign to remind people or to educate people about the importance of healthy eating and what does healthy eating incorporate less chemicals locally grown using what we have being less reliant on imports so it's going to take a lot of education letting them know the ingredients that are in products that are imported the adverse effects that these ingredients can have on our bodies over the long term and then they'll also have to come from an economic perspective how can we make it more affordable for our local farmers to produce to supply and then make it more affordable for the consumer so we have to focus on those things as well it's going to take effort but it definitely starts with education moments I, I don't know if you're old enough to remember when they used to married food in jamaica excuse me do what married food what is that what is what okay, do you mean so, by married food no so like it i think that strategy um came out um right after jamaica got independent and when the government they were trying to work with what they have and 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 they use it sometimes in times of food shortage so like for example like if you go to if you go to the supermarket and you're going to buy two pound of flour they married the two pound of flour with one pound of sugar so you cannot get two pound of flour unless you buy one pound of sugar Okay, you never hear I don't. About that I, I don't know. I've never. Honestly, I've never heard about that. And what is? Yeah. So I don't understand. If I only want two pounds of flour, why do I have to get a pound of sugar? I don't understand. No, because no, because the no. What I'm saying, they use it in times of crisis, like when there's food shortage and stuff like that. So all I'm saying that there's strategies that governments in the past have used to make sure that the country was fed and and food was was spread like um right across the board like one person couldn't just go in and buy like 20 pounds of this and, and stockpile food this is like what they were doing during covid like people were running in taking off toilet paper and stuff like that they used to marry the food so like you could you could can buy I, can i yeah, jump so, in for a moment sure so getting back to your original thought about having the government or finding a way to change the mindset of people. This is what I have to say. So we're all Caribbean and we've all come from grandfathers, grandmothers, and back when that we knew how to eat right, right? But as we age, as we get older, as the world change, everyone wants a quick fix, right? So I think that is why I'm sorry, I'm getting feedback. We're hearing you, we're hearing you. Keep going, we're hearing you. I'm thinking that is why the food sources has changed because nobody wants to go now and go grate some yam and make this or, or you know, the sweet potato or even farmers. You know, we're losing that type of skill, farming. 
So to even change the mindset, it, you need a little bit more than just sitting in front of the government and speaking to them about food. That's just my thought. Okay. So in other words, then, um, Javette, you are agreeing with me when I say education, a campaign, an education, um, educating the citizens, the farmers, the consumers. Am I right or am I wrong? Are you saying you're agreeing? I mean, education is fine, but let me tell you, there's so many dishes that my family is losing because the younger generation don't even want to take the time to learn how to cook it. Mm. Yeah. And that is, as, as a that is, I would say, in part, as a result of um, accessibility, meaning everything right now is at yes. fingertips. Yes. We don't have to dig in the soil and, and get our potatoes anymore and this, that, and the next. You right. know, like you had to, because back then, we didn't have money for the supermarket. So we had our own animals, we had our own produce and provision and all of that. Yeah, It's different now. We can just go to the corner and get a hamburger or whatever. I mean, we are trying to push healthy eating, but I don't, I don't personally feel that it'll ever get back to the way it used to be. And I yield. Thank you so much, Javette. I, I, it's going to have to be a matter of personal choice. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then because we are running a little behind. And when we return, we have stories out of Jamaica. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners listening on QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say thank you to everyone for joining me here on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee Into World News on the Go. Make you know, leave me to 
Music while you work or play, log on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. QMZradio.com. Nobody hits like you, you, you. Every time it's like we break up, then we, then we through. The worst one for me is you, you, you. But nobody feels like you, you, you. Every time it's like we break up, we link up, then we. I pull up uninvited just to show you your mind. Whether we can't fight it, I be screaming my name, and you hate that you like it, but you love when I'm like this. Whether we. Can't fight it. I be screaming my name. I be screaming. Oh baby, can you roll one? I need you to roll one for every time you rolled on me. Oh baby, can you pull one? Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go.
emotion, I go use the bell and mellow. Finally, I find what you talk to the girl, but she ain't no one follow. Who you gonna phone for? Mm-hmm. When you know I go for? Mm-hmm. Then I start to feel a bum bum. Mm-hmm. But she they give me small, small one. I know, say she's a people sit down one one. Mm-hmm. But she feeling insecure. Cause her friends could they come and light you go on. Could they come and light you go on? Thank you once again to everyone listening online on the QMZ Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday. Tune in 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Remember to follow me on Twitter at at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media and the mean everything is am I after this one from Rima we're gonna get back into stories out of the Caribbean corner we have stories out of Jamaica Time for us to get back to the Caribbean corner. First up, out of the Caribbean corner, we head on over to Jamaica. Uh, well, this story is courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. Loan agreement signed for expansion of the University of the West Indies Five Islands campus. The University of the West Indies has welcomed a U.S. $80 million loan agreement, which was signed on Tuesday between the Antigua and Barbuda government and the Saudi Development Fund for the expansion of Five Islands campus there. UA Pro Vice Chancellor Professor Sir Hilary Beckles, who was present at the signing ceremony, said the agreement is a significant milestone in the development of the campus. He said, it is a joy we're doing this at a time when by all indicators, by all assessments and reviews, The reputation of the University of the West Indies has been higher than ever before. Adding that he has examined very carefully the master plan for the Five Islands campus, describing it as a brilliant master plan with all the relevant facilities of a modern scientific university. Beckles had earlier said he wanted to celebrate Prime Minister Gaston Brown for having the vision courage and the fortitude without visionary leadership communities stagnate 
and in many cases, retard. With visionary energetic leadership, there, there is rise and they are transformed and each generation thereafter receives the benefit of that. So, uh, the UA5 Islands campus principal, who is Professor Denzel Williams, said he was pleased that the UE could have partnered with the Antigua and Barbuda government and the government would have the foresight to look for investment and say, come, let us hold your hand. So um, when they say five islands, though, that part is I'm a little confused with. Is it? Uh, let me ask uh, Javette, because I'm a little ignorant. Um Hold on there. I'm a little ignorant. These people, how you block these people from coming in here? So what is this now? Is no Telegram app and start earning money? Please. Um, them not read the news, as sister. Right? <laughs> no, but everybody, I can't forget scam. Anyway, back to business. Um, let me ask Javette. How many islands are there with Antigua and Barbuda? And I'm really come back and put crazy. crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Javet. So first, I was confused into why Minister. Gatston had anything to do with this if it's in Jamaica and as far as islands are concerned I only know Antigua Barbuda <laughs> just those two all right so so this will be one that I will even have to google all right so because I don't know what the five islands are that's you know it Go ahead. Oh, I heard somebody else. I heard somebody. Else. Oh, I'm sorry. That was me. I Go assumed ahead. it was the name of the campus, calling it Five Islands. But oh. so Yui, right now we know Yui is in Jamaica. It's in. Is it in Trinidad? You no. have. Um, hold on. Let me pull it up to make sure because I don't want to misquote. I know there is Barbados, Cave Hill. I know there is um, Mono, which is Yui. Uh, um, that's and that's the headquarters. I think. Hold on. Let me. Okay. Here we go. The University of the West Indies, originally University College of the West Indies, is a public university, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to know that. Region, we just want to know the countries. Okay, so you have Jamaica, Cave Hill, St. Augustine. Where is St. Augustine? Shame on me for not knowing that. It's Trinidad. Trinidad. Okay, thank you, John. So you have Cave Hill, um, Jamaica, and Barbados are the main campuses. They have campus like uh, and when, um, Antigua. I think St. Vincent has a off-campus too. So, but they are not main campuses. They are just there for classes and stuff, distance usually, um, part-time students or first year and so on. Huh. Okay, so let me... So, okay, I'm looking... So it's Antigua, and I think it's Antigua, St. Vincent, but the three main campuses is St. Augustine, which is Trinidad, Cavill, Barbados, and Mona, Jamaica. These are the three main campuses. But Antigua, oh, okay. for sure, there is a branch. And I think St. Vincent, yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. All right, so thank you, Sunet. Thank you, uh, Donna. So, fiveislands.ue.edu. UE Five Islands Campus, University of the West Indies, academic at Five Islands. Huh, but it's, 
Antigua in the Five Islands Village. Okay, so it's the name of the campus. Okay, it's the name of the campus in Antigua. All right. Okay, the Five Islands so, Campus. No, I'll wait till you finish reading. No, no, no. I'm, go ahead, go ahead, because I'm still scrolling through. Oh, this... So the so it's called Five Islands because five islands in the Caribbean actually contributes to the universities or all the monies is split between the campuses. That's what I would think. It's that that would make sense to me, but I don't know. I didn't hear the on original um article or what you're referring to okay let me but tell you no, let me tell most, you um more than five countries um contribute to to ue most of the islands of the caribbean contribute to university western days because at least in a lot of cases the governments pay the economic cost for the students it might be and sometimes tuition but most of the countries the islands contribute for sure i know it's more than five okay certainly so could it be file island maybe the location in antigua itself yeah because it looks as though that's the name of the campus in uh antigua i'm digging here and looks that's what it seems um Javet. but you, i was thinking at first i was thinking could it be the five major islands in which you will find the um campuses of the university of the west indies that's what i was thinking at first but okay it's actually the name of the campus in antigua and barbuda five islands okay gotcha <laughs> we learned something every day right <laughs> okay next story courtesy of jamaicaobserver.com five hundred thousand dollars to replace the stolen negril sign lights i should have been laughing this is really bad <laughs> after the people have spent 12 million dollars okay get it together <laughs> go ahead Sonnet. wait somebody stole it <laughs> the lights oh <laughs> i'm being really bad right <laughs> but somebody stole the sign oh okay the head of the state let me start over the head of the state entity that paid for the Negril sign says before providing roughly $500,000 to replace three, hold on, three stolen solar lights for $500,000. It would need an assurance that systems are put in place uh, to stop thieves from striking again. <laughs> Dr. Kerry Wallace told the Jamaica Observer. We need some assurance or some mechanism to be put in place so that it doesn't reoccur because otherwise we'd be wasting the public funds. Yeah, thank. So ideally, that's what we want to see happen so that if we're asked to replace that sign at our cost, then we would be assured that it would be sustainable. The illumination provided by the lights is an integral part of the $12 million Negril sign that has been marketed as a jam iconic experience. Unveiled last September by Tourism Minister Edmund Bartlett, the sign was widely panned as a waste of resources and critics pointed to what they claimed was the inferior quality of the structure. But it was stoutly defended by tourism interests 
who pointed out that signs in other parts of the world cost substantially more and argued that the sign would be a valuable marketing tool for Jamaica Negril in general. Since then, the sign has become a popular part of the resort town's scenery. Locals and visitors alike pose for photos at the landscaped area that includes a retaining wall, guardrails to minimize vehicle collision with the structure, palm trees, and the fabrication of letters in red, green, and gold to reflect the vibe of the grill. It was developed by the Tourism Product Development Company Limited and paid for by TEF, which is the depository for fees paid for each incoming airline, US $20, and cruise passengers, US $2. <laughs> According to TEF, the three stolen lights cost just under $300,000. The poles and base are not included in that price and they are still there. So we anticipate the replacement cost to be no more than $500. Oh, stop it, foolish. Is it take me an idiot? Oh, don't take, oh, don't really take me for claffy. If the three stolen lights cost under $300,000, how all of a sudden are $500,000 for replace them? You know what? On a really take taxpayer for idiot. The math not mathing. Somebody explain that to me. We anticipate the replacement cost to be not more than $500,000, including replacing the lights, the arms, and the labor to install. Wanna really take people for that, you know? Wanna really take people for claffy. So you got to tell me set of cars $200,000 for install the new for, the, for replace the lights in terms of labor. I sat here and watched them. My neighbor behind me had his entire roof covered with um solar panels. All four side. I need to hook up my uh Marlon, we need to hook up our power to his solar system. Because <laughs> I think him have enough solar for the whole damn neighborhood. But, Javet, as an accountant, if, the, if, a, if you were told, if I come to you and I say, Hey, Javet, I need to replace these lights. The, the three lights are going to cost $300,000, but I need $500,000. What are you going to say to me? I'm going to say your labor is 200000 Is he just screwing a bulb in? <laughs> All they're doing is attaching panels to an existing base. That's all they're doing. So his hour, the hourly labor, <laughs> they would they would have to break that down by hourly labor for me for me for it to make sense. I mean, I wonder if the person who in, reinstall it originally go back got teeth it so then can get some more money. I'm sorry for thinking like that. I'm sorry, really sorry. I apologize. $500,000 for replace, for replace light panels that's going to cost $300,000. But they did say it's an estimate, right? So they're just putting in some extra money just in case. 
guarantee you. Then I'm going to get the 500,000 and I'm going to pack it 200,000. I guarantee you that, Lord. Please forgive me for my thoughts. They're wrong. It's sad when you have to think the worst, isn't it? It is so sad when you have to think the worst. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> That's like when you go to repair your car and the part to repair is only like $40 but the bill come up to like $250. <laughs> Just the part is like 40, but your bill is 250 because the rest is the labor course and the time. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about this one, Javet? You take your car to get an oil change. Oil change, let us say, is supposed to be $60. Just throwing that figure out there. But when them done, them tell you get a bill for $120 and you're like, whoa, hold on. What's up? Oh, we had to change your wiper. We had to change the, I don't ask you to change anything. I just ask you to change the oil. <laughs> Quiet, Daniel. Maybe it's high because of the, um, it's an, it's a budget. And if you're allocating a budget and depending on the allocation process, you don't want to go through that process twice. So you might give a high estimate to ensure that you can cover whatever work you need to do. However, in the execution, you are allocated what is needed at that time. So you could fall within the budget. But if you go too low, sometimes the process to go to, to increase that budget can be like a lot. So you just want to do it one time, make sure you have enough to cover, and then you could always fall coming below budget. So maybe it's just an estimate to ensure that the work can be properly done. Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> Jamaica, we are dealing with. <laughs> One thing for sure about Jamaica, <laughs> when it comes to government contract, people have put them pocket. They are telling that it's dark. You know, let me stop. Here, here, here's the thing with that mindset. Is the estimate on the government side or is the estimate on the actual company that's going to replace it? I think it's according to TEF, <laughs> the agency. Let me keep it moving here, Javet, because, hey, let me tell us something, though. Yeah, talk about chopper. How you expect the people them for the better if everybody are chop? One way or another. Everybody are chop. We they go chop. <laughs> if you want to eat, you have to chop. This next story is truly disturbing and it is truly sad. And Jamaica is going to have to, the government of Jamaica is going to have to come up with some marketing plan. Uh, directed specifically at Jamaicans in the diaspora. Jamaicans who are desirous of wanting to return home, but with each passing day, we don't feel like this is something we want to do because we're hearing too many of these stories and it really breaks my heart. I don't know what's going to happen and I'm not saying it doesn't happen elsewhere in the world, but this happens far too often in our little island. 
Police here are theorizing that an alleged six-year family dispute over land and houses in the South Central Parish is a possible motive for Thursday's shooting death of United Kingdom resident Michael Brown. Brown, otherwise called Jimmy 48, was killed at about 12.20 a.m. while in bed, four days after laying his 74-year-old mother to rest. Head of the Manchester Police Superintendent Shane McCallough told the Jamaica Observer that the police had intervened in the long-standing family dispute over property and houses. Up to as recent as last night, January 18, the police had to intervene in a domestic dispute between relatives. All the necessary actions were taken and persons were warned, McCallough said. However, the police's intervention was not sufficient to prevent Brown's death. The dispute stems as far back as 2015, and, it's, and it is various properties, not only located there, Mike Town, but in other areas of Manchester, about five houses in total. A police source told the Jamaica Observer that up to late Thursday, two of Brown's relatives were taken into police custody. Superintendent McCalla earlier said that two relatives were persons of interest. We would have gone to the extent where we also referred relatives to the Restorative Justice Department as another avenue of intervention in the long-standing dispute over the properties. The police chief said the relatives were counseled for hours. We brought them in and spoke to them for hours to try to come to some level of understanding and even after we did that, we still referred the matter to the restorative ju justice program for them to go through as another layer of intervention. Manchester has over the years seen gruesome cases involving domestic disputes and McCallum is urging residents to find amicable means of resolving conflicts. On Thursday, when the observer visited one of Brown's family properties in Mike Town, some grief-stricken family members expressed their disgust at the series of events leading up to his death. The whole I hear is family property. I'm mad in Comberry. We not seen a sign of forced entry. And I'm bedding can kill him. The relative pointed to three houses on the Mike Town property, claiming the structures were a part of the contention between other relatives. You know much night we have to call police because of this same dispute. Them even threaten each other after the burial, said another family member. The relative claimed Brown's mother suffered during the dispute and claimed that the matriarch was attacked by another relative, forcing her to run from her home in the nude, seeking help. Another family member said last September, Brown installed a closed-circuit television system to monitor the family property because of the same family dispute. Oh, Father. Mm. You go home for bury your mother. I know them. Smaddy, I forgot bury you. What is it about dead left that always create contention? Families will be fine. Even before your dead people are fight over property. What is it with us? 
You want to know how about your family? <laughs> you want to know your family? <laughs> That's why I'm not swear for nobody. Your family is no different from a person out on the road. As a matter of fact, sometimes them can be worse. And what what have they gained? The man in them better sleep and you're going there. In the middle of the night, go kill the man. What have you gained? Don't you lose. You're a murderer. Blood upon your hand. In the words of Bujabantan, murderer. Blood upon your shoulder. Kill I today. You have to kill. Oh, I know you're going to kill it tomorrow. Yeah. Ignorance. Ignorance. No communication skills. I tell you something, you know. I tell you this much. Me not argue with nobody over land, house, property, nothing. You want it? Take it. I'm not arguing. It's not worth it. Because when me dead, me can't carry it with me. When you dead, you can't carry it with you. So if you're going to threaten my life over a piece of property, you know what? Have it. Because the same God that gave me the strength to get it will give me the strength to get it back sevenfold. Kippy, you know how many people run down people for house and land? Get it and then they lose it. They've lost it. It happens in divorce proceedings. It happens in probate. People fight. Will. And me if I did get that. I should have me get it. Even when them not entitled to it. Them just won't come in and grab. Dead left. I'm sorry. Have it. Now if I tell my friend you want to have it. Let me go back to England. Lose. Them have a saying you know, want all, lose all. Want all, lose all. It happens. It never fails. Was it worth it? To the person who did the killing, was it worth it? No, you won't be able to enjoy any of the five properties. Hmm? Now you will not be able to enjoy. You and the other person, your accomplice, on a go enjoy yourself. <laughs> but good morning. Good morning, Marlon. Most of the time, the people who's fussing and fighting and carry on. They never lift a finger on their property. They have never done anything to help out their mother, their father, whoever, to um, you know help with the property. And they, but once the person passed away, everybody want a piece of the cake, but they they don't know how the house them bill. You know, and I can guarantee you that most of the time. That's what happened. They, even, they, they probably never bought a block to put up a house. 
but properties there they want half or they want them own but that is just cruel and wicked for killing man in their bed come down to bury his mother and that is just sad i guarantee you these people probably never lift a finger never help, to help out not, a, not even pay a property tax Marlon. nothing and then probably they want to reap but wow that I don't know and it's not the first time this has happened similar stories have come up every year every year people who live overseas have lost their lives you have people who have sent money down to Jamaica then get picture of house while building the make goes fool you Pictures are sent to them of houses being of a house being built or houses being built. But when they got Jamaica, no house not that upon the land. A smadiel's house them take picture of. And then the people, them, them own family rob them blind. So what we see going on in the financial sector is not new. Family are chop family long time. Family are scam family long time. Son are not new. People have gone to Jamaica. On the way from the airport into in Montego Bay, I think they were heading to Westmoreland. The person who picked up killed them. Family! Killed them. You know, they they not even reach halfway to the place where they're supposed to go and take their money out of them back. What is wrong with us? So, how are we in the diaspora to feel really and truly? We don't know who I got to argue to. We want to go home, but these incidents are not helping. They're not helping. I don't know what's going to happen. What's wrong with our minds or our hearts? Where are our hearts? What are we so consumed with that we value property over person? Me never one day look in a one grave and say house and car and land. Me say a coffin with a body. Never seen a house in a one, in a one grave yet. Jankramentality, me call it scavenger mentality you just lurk up in the sky and as soon as something dead you're swooping and that jankra do they're scavengers and more and more people remember are behaving the, like scavengers go ahead marlon you have to remember the mentality of a lot of people too once you come to america or england wherever the people think you have money especially when you live abroad and going back home in the mentality of a lot of people back home once you leave jamaica and you're just working you have sorry marlon i'm so sorry go ahead i'm sorry mentality is a heck of a thing because they probably think you have the money up here so you don't need it so you need to give us everything down here and go on back a foreign 
go on back to England because you don't need it. We will take care of it down here. And you said something so right. You give it to them, they're going to lose it. You walk, we leave things because most of them is not going to pay the taxes. They're not going to do nothing with the land and they're going to end up losing it to somebody or sell it or whatever. But the mentality is a lot of them think because you're from abroad, mm-hmm. you feel say you have money. You know, so, wow. Okay, to them, they know the struggle, what they are faring. A lot of us here struggling to put food on the table. Them down there living better than us. <laughs> they just don't know it. Preach. Ah, them down there living way better than us because they don't have to worry about eating because they can go out and pick something and eat. Here, your neighbor, the neighbor you know in Jamaica is a different neighbor in foreign air. So, <laughs> trust me. <sighs> Thank you, Marlon. So sad. The steps the attorneys are taking are correct steps, but they are not the only steps that need to be taken. Well, first of all, and I'll make sure and quote me in your article, I am not involved professionally in the matter. Neither have I seen any official documentation in the matter. Neither am I working for any of the agencies in the matter or any of the lawyers. Scenarios similar to this have taught us that if investors have lost money in an institution, the other investors that uh, have not lost money will be likely to do what? Maybe, most likely, and by experience, they are likely to take out their money. Making sense? Because George lost his money in, in, in this institution, Paula lost her money in this institution, but I'm going to withdraw my money. And that is what you call a run on the financial institution. Good? So the legal work is good, it's correct, but it's not the only thing. What should be happening now is a case in this scenario of what you call asset tracing in the hope or in the line of asset recovery. You need to recover the funds very quickly. That audio clip, courtesy of NationwideRadioJM.com. The article, Lawyers May Not Be Enough for Bolton SSL Saga, says expert. Asset tracing and recovery expert Stephen Gray says Usain Bolt's use of lawyers may not be enough to recover money illegally removed from his account. Uh, Mr. Gray, in making the statement, noted that he has no direct involvement with the matter. According to Mr. Gray, utilizing solely the courts could force the institution into bankruptcy before victims can claim their funds. This, he said, would mean that even if the claimants win in court, they run the risk of not receiving their money as the institution would no longer be financially viable. While not discounting the legal avenue, Mr. Gray says the employing of asset training, oh, I'm sorry, asset tracing and recovery specialists would be the best way to recover stolen assets. And there is another audio clip, and I'm just going to let us run through them before we... <laughs> Oh boy, before we um 
It's understood the FID investigators, acting with at least two other major law enforcement agencies, have started the process of verifying the information contained in a six-page sworn statement given by Jean Ann Panton in the presence of her attorney. Our law enforcement sources say the investigators are seeking to verify hundreds of documents, including checks and financial statements, emails, phones, and transaction records. It's understood that Panton, who's a former wealth advisor, has not yet given a statement to investigators. But in her sworn statement, Panton details how she defrauded more than 40 account holders at Stocks and Securities Limited. The authorities are reportedly ensuring they have a clear picture of the true scale of the fraud before holding a question-and-answer session with Miss Panton and her attorney. It's feared the final sum could be close to $3 billion. Our sources say systems have been put in place at the ports of entry to minimize the risk of persons of interest in the high-level multi-million U.S. dollar investigation fleeing the island. But there are fears those may not prove sufficient, as no arrest has been made to allow for a formal stop order to be imposed. Panton's attorney has declined to comment on the unfolding matter at Stocks and Securities Limited. Mahiri Stewart for Nationwide News. And then there is one more clip that I'm going to just go ahead and play, and then we can have our discussion. Thank you so much for your patience. Okay, play. I'll say one thing and one thing only. That I today have accepted the resignation of the executive director of the Financial Services Commission, uh, effective the 31st of January. He will proceed and leave tomorrow. We will have a secondment from the Bank of Jamaica in the form of Mr. Karen Burrell, who is the chief prudential officer of the Bank of Jamaica, in charge of the prudential supervision of all deposit-taking institutions, who will be seconded to the FSC until further notice. I would ask that you, having informed you of that, I want to keep it at that. I'll have more to say, and I'll provide a policy address on this matter on Monday. And you just heard the voice of Dr. Nigel Clark, Minister of Finance. So the headlines are FID moving to corroborate claims made in sworn statement by the ex-SSL employee. And the last one is the executive director of the FSC resigns. Hmm. Do you all have your popcorn? Butter? Extra butter? (laughs) Go ahead, Sonette. Just quick question. So they allow someone to resign 10 days out, which means they're getting paid for the next seven to nine days. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you can uh, go on. Interesting, right, Sonette? But why is he stepping down? That's the question. Failed to manage. He Obviously, he failed at his job, but um, it should be effective immediately. That's just me. My mm-hmm. two cents. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, But here's what's interesting in this whole um, saga. (laughs) She has not admitted to taking money from Usain Bolt. It is fair the final sum could be close to 3 billion Jamaican dollars, which based on uh, rough calculation here... (laughs) 
Uh, 3 billion divided by 154 in excess of 19 million US dollars. Where, if it's she alone to this, girl, you're bad. But where is the money if it's you alone, Miss Panton? And I know you said that you paid for medical bills for your father who died three years after being diagnosed with cancer. And you paid for your brother to be in a facility or a home because he had threatened to kill your mother. So all of that came to 19 million US dollars or almost 3 billion Jamaican dollars. Where's, where do you have the money? If you have any money, just turn it over. If you use it to buy any assets, as um, was stated by Stephen Gray, who is an asset tracing and recovery expert, who I do agree with him. You want to definitely go that route first. Recover as much as many assets as you can possibly recover. Where do you have the money? You got to tell me, say, you done the whole of that. Where is the money? And then, yes, I have to agree with you, uh, Sonette. Uh, what's his name? He dropped the ball. Everton McFarlane, he dropped the ball. He failed to do his job. Or could it be that he knew what was going on and failed to blow the whistle because he is a beneficiary? At this point, nothing <laughs> is off the table. I'm sorry. Nothing is off the table. What's interesting is I was speaking with someone and um, not yesterday, day before yesterday, and they say that they remember someone approaching them, asking them to invest in SSL and them say, hell no, my money, all right, where it is. It's not much, but it's okay. And they're thankful that they never invested. Well, that's, go ahead marlon and why she if she steal the money well why she uh, up to now she didn't include it include um bolt hmm. um i know she said she didn't take bolt money but she put in a letter everybody else money she take mm -hmm. go on marlon i think i know where you're going go on I'm just I I I think she knows who take the money for bolt money, but she's holding on to that for leverage in court. Hmm. Because I think she's gonna use that to get a lesser sentence when that time comes. I think she know who did it, but she's not telling who who um mm -hmm. take the money for bolt set up money. So she's holding on to that for leveraging court. So when that time come, she can get a plea deal. And then she give up whoever took that money. Mm -hmm. We wait and see. And if she end up, if she come up dead or oh, sick, you know, it's bigger than what it is, which I think is bigger than what it is. My personal opinion, it's a lot of higher up people is involved in this thing. It's not just her. But we'll see. Oh boy, fire there must must still in think a cool breeze. Huh. So there are no musicians in this? Like who are the people who have been um 
I'm going to say scam for lack of a lot of the word. Um, stole it, lost their money. Who are these people? They have not released their information. Um, one person has requested that her name not be, that has lost money. She has requested that her identity not be given out for her own safety. Um, and I can understand that. If I were a victim, I would not want anybody to know who who I am or how much I lost because of the landscape right now you know people like to target people with money and that sort of thing so i can understand people wanting their privacy bolt is a celebrity so to some degree he's protected if anything happens to him you know it's a whole problem well and remember too if it's like here if the court is like here and maker eventually it's come out eventually but we well for now um i think people are trying to remain as anonymous as possible i don't know is um i guess that makes sense because so, you didn't know they had that much money to invest in such a large um in to do that so you don't need to be told now that yes this person is actually rolling in it right. they're not just showing like they have a little so they could be at risk i get it yeah. i was just curious because i i really have not been paying attention to this i know when i walked in i think maybe tuesday or wednesday you all had been talking for about 45 minutes about this whole stuff so <laughs> i was like i don't know what they're talking about i don't really care that much these people and their money i don't have none it don't do nothing for me but um i'm i'm done now <laughs> Yeah, um, I was trying to find the clip where the woman, um, I, was I saw it yesterday. I did not think to, um, I did not think to save it, right? But, um, yeah, tough situation to be in. And I agree with you, Marlon. I think she is going to use it for leverage. She knows who did it. And as we have said, she's not alone in this. I don't believe she's alone in this. It's a group of them. And it's just a matter of time. Time reveals all. All right. And that wraps up our stories out of Jamaica. And we're, we're, we're through with the Caribbean corner. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we have stories out of the international scene and Latin America. Here is some dance hall inside the Friday mix. It is Freestyle Friday.
Thank you to everyone listening online, JanoRadio.com and QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. I am Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the go. You're in st- inside the Friday mix. It is Freestyle Friday. Choose a girl as well, me never itch Nothing got to you, see me now, that you me want to strip But listen when me sing this Knock your ticket Sim Simmer In the man of the girls, them sugar Sim Simmer The girls, them red cross lava Sim Simmer Me love them shape and figure Sim Simmer You know them need this nigga Sim Simmer And the man, them red girls, them admire Sim Simmer But the girls, them love me by the hour Sim Simmer When me come with the girls, them power Sim Simmer Suck your dung and ear when you all of them So I lie. Lie. You watch on mine, mine. me a Joe grind right. You give her the money and me kill her with the wine Why? When you're there, work, work. she dead on your mind Mine. But she dead your Neptune's gate at the time Catch! You wanna write me and I call me and I tell me what? that My brother Richie Poe just sit oh. the jackpot <laughs> But to the fashion hey, and the ways and the style we got Me the man of the girls, them sugar Sim, The girls, them real class lovers The girls, them need this nigga Sim, Me love them shape and figure Love the girl, them buy that hour Sim, Make them ball and Everybody. cry for them mother Now you know me have the girl, them power Who no fool and listen to my heart of
One shot, two shot, three shot, four. After nine minutes, she come back for more. She take off the shoes and pound it on floor. Then she start to go out, go out like a sword. Then she approach me just like a cure. Me know that she like me tonight, me a score. She sexy, she beautiful, and she pure. Tell her you, me a door, so wind up on my body, girl. Wind up like a Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnnoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. Tune in every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up Monday, Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, it's Days After Dark, Real Relationship.
Tip Talk. Join the crew moments with me, Rose Solo, Sunette, Javette, and Marlon as we take on relationship issues. We talk about communication, love, intimacy, friendship, and finance. So go ahead and set those alarms. Catch us live on QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, join us right here on Clubhouse. Our first story on the international scene, courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN Miami, uh, France, over one million march against raising the retirement age. At least 1.1 million people protested on the streets of Paris and other French cities on Thursday amid nationwide strikes against plans to raise the retirement age. But President Emmanuel Macron insisted he would press ahead with the proposed pension reforms. Emboldened by the mass show of resistance, French unions announced new strikes and protests January 31st, vowing to try to get the government to back down on plans to push up the standard retirement age from 62 to 64. Macron says the measure, a central pillar of his second term, is needed to keep the pension system financially viable. But unions say it threatens hard-fought worker rights. Out of the country for a French-Spanish summit in Barcelona, Macron acknowledged the public discontent but said that we must do that reform to save French pensions. We will do it with respect in a spirit of dialogue but also determination and responsibility. As Macron spoke, riot police pushed back against some protesters, throwing projectiles on the sidelines of the largely peaceful Paris March. Some other minor incidents briefly flared up, leading officers to use tear gas. You know, I think everybody looks forward. If you're, if you're not self-employed, most people look forward to retiring, to be able to put up their feet, relax, break away from the mundane, travel, time with family. Those three years mean something to people. And I understand you're talking about the finances, but is it fair to ask people to work three more years? To wait three more years. I'm sorry, two more years. My apologies. Instead of retiring at the age of 62, retire at 64. Me personally, I think retirement should be 55 so people can enjoy their youth. 64 is still young, yes. But quality of life, not the same for everyone. If we live according to the plan, which is 70 guaranteed years, that gives you six years to enjoy all that you've worked for, to spend time with family, to travel. I don't think that's fair. 
I really don't think that's fair. And I agree with the people protest. 62, that's when I want to retire. Pay me my pension. Let me go. You have young people coming up. A lot of young people are looking for work. Bright ideas, bright minds, futuristic in their thoughts, ready to take on challenges. Let them step up. Don't keep me at the workforce no longer. I'm going to enjoy myself. That's how I look at it. I don't know. Yeah, moments. I, I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal, though. What do you mean? No, because, okay, like, I'll use where I am, for example. Um, you know, most people are working over retirement age because if you live in certain, especially if you live in, in like, a first world country, like, um, sometimes with, with the rent and um, property tax and everything that's been, you know, like, skyrocketing, a lot of people are pushing back retirement because um, they don't want to deplete their savings. So I know people um, that reach retirement age that um, choose to do part-time. And to me, I believe that retirement, like if, if you can afford to retire, you can retire at any time. The only thing with, with, with this now is that you won't get your, your retirement payment won't be paid out until you're 65. But as I said, most people that live in a first world country, um, when they get their retirement money, it's, it's, it's almost like um, pocket change, you know? So, I, yeah, I don't think it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a big deal because, like, if, if you're in a, for example, if you, if you had a good job and you, uh, most people um, have side retirement saving, like money put away, to kind of help them live a, a better life. So you can use, you can dip into that money for the, the first two years. And then when you're 64 and your retirement, um, you're, you're eligible to, to get your, your, your money now, then you use that because the reality is that people are living longer. Um, if you live until like 85, um, the, the average retirement um, check across even like first world countries like can't even keep you sustain it till 85 so i i don't think it's i understand but i just i don't think it's a really big big deal you know that's just my opinion okay fair enough but my choosing to work after retirement age shouldn't that be of personal choice and not by force just a question shouldn't that be a matter of personal choice yeah, but it's all it's it's always your choice. Like if if you hit the jackpot, you can choose to retire at, at thirty five. Like the, the 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 government don't really control whether or not you can work. It's just that when your the, the payments are going to come to you, that's the only difference. So like you can still you can still retire at um sixty two, mm -hmm. but just know that okay, like I have retirement. Say, Side. Let me use this, and then 60, at 64, then the, the, the government payment will... I get that, but my, my thing is, this: is it fair to me? I have worked since the age... Of, let us say I've worked since the age of 18 to 62. Why should I have to... Okay, I retire, fine. Why should I have to wait two more years to benefit from what I have worked for? Why? Why should I have to wait, James? My walk feet are for me. Let me get it when me retire. 
Why should I sit and wait two more years? I already waited since the age of 18. I've been working since the age of 18. Right? When my calculator day. 62 minus 18. 44 years me walk. And you want me wait two years to get the money that I worked for? I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's reasonable. I, I may be wrong. I don't know. Just sit down and wait. How would you feel if you have invested in something and you are told, you know something, James, you're going to get your money the 31st of January. And then today I come to you. You're looking forward. You have 11 days to go. And you're counting and you're saying, yes, I'm going to get my money. And then today I come to you and I say, oh, James, 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 James. Sorry, you can't get your money. You have to go wait two years down the road. How would that make you feel? Understanding that everybody, depending on their position and station in life, that everybody has a retirement fund to carry them through. How would that make you feel? Would you be satisfied and say, oh, no biggie? You know, you know what, though? I think, you know, governments that have done this in the past is like the main reason for doing this is to try and, and protect um, retirement, the retirement fund, because everybody know that fin the financial sector across the world is, is volatile now and governments are, are, are just like, it's, it's just crazy in, in the time that we're living in. So a lot of governments, governments who made, make that decision would make the decision and say like, okay, two years more is going to give us more time to make sure that retirement fund is like we are in a healthy place where you know these people can get their money without because they remember like they're countries that government messed up and and people are retired and can't get their money so like if if this effort is to say like if the finance minister come and say you know like we're in rough shape like push it um two years forward and and we'll um reinvest and and um government bonds and and all these type of stuff and two years will be in a will give us more of a healthy um financial um situation so people don't have to you know wait like you're, you're waiting for your check every month and it's not coming in because the country like is in disarray and stuff like that so you know that's the reason why most governments do it it's not like just to say like okay we're not going to give you your money you know, because, yeah, like, the world is in turmoil. They're spending here, here, money on you war. Know, it's funny, spending, you know? the, ah, thank you for highlighting because I was going to say, yeah. they have the money to fund the war, but they can't find the money to give people a pension. And I, I call BS on the strategy. And here is why. You have new people coming into the workforce. They are starting. Do what everybody has to rob Peter for PayPal. They are coming into the workforce. You have new people coming in. They are starting to pay into the retirement fund. Use that money and pay me. I'm going my business. Governments have been robbing Peter to PayPal. They're the original chopper them. So continue chopping. Don't hold me hostage. Give me my money. Go ahead, Donald. <laughs> Donald, you had opened your mic. I just find it. What what is to say that in two years they will have your money? That I part. Mean, I I think it's just a matter of kicking the can down the road, to tell the truth because no amount of time you give governments they would ever really get it right. It seems, so it's just a matter of kicking the can down the road and extending it for as long as they possibly can. But the whole managing of retirement funds is just a whole topic on its own. <laughs> 
a scam at them. The whole of them. They want to drag you out for your money. For your money. No, no, sir. And I agree. Two years down the road, how Mr. Sean may I get my money? And then you're going to come up and say, oh, well, let's push it off another two years. Don't do that. Whatever you to find it from, you always find it for war, you can't find it for pay people pension. Right? That's how I look at it. And as we talk about war, U.S. will send a striker combat vehicles to Ukraine for first time as part of a $2.5 billion security package. Anybody keeping tabs or we just give up at this point? We've just given up. Hmm? $2.5 billion security package. Okay. Yay. Pentagon announced a $2.5 billion Ukraine security package on Thursday, including for the first time striker armored vehicles and more Bradley fighting vehicles that could be used against any potential Russian offensive in Ukraine this spring. Story courtesy of CNN via WSVN. The package, publicized the day before an international coalition meets in Germany to discuss more aid to Ukraine, is the second largest ever announced by the United States. The U.S. has now committed nearly 26.7 billion of BBC RC PC money to Ukraine in security aid since the beginning of the war nearly a year ago. But yet still, the student loan forgiveness was such a hideous idea. <laughs> Julie said, I hope the U.S. claim Ukraine and their taxes because at this point they're a dependent child. <laughs> you're damn right, Julie. You're so right. Every bad word in the book Every expletive, I'm ready to throw it at them. 26.7 billion dollars has been given to Ukraine in security aid since the beginning, beginning of the war nearly a year ago. Not a blouse and skirt. No, me need to put them on my taxes when me go file my taxes. I think every American should put them on their taxes. As a matter of fact, any country you live in was support that, that has been funding Ukraine and uno can file taxes, uno put it on no taxes. Me need the social security number for Ukraine because I'm sure they have one, damn it. We, we, should, we should start a campaign for that. <laughs> And it seems as though we can just find the money because, you know, the money run out for education, the money run out for this, money run out for that, but it never seems to run out for war. Well, it certainly hasn't run out for Ukraine. When am I going to hear them say up in Washington, we don't have it? Wanna have that statement for everything else, but wanna have it for Ukraine? 26.7 billion dollars i have said it over and over again uno have it can cut a check for every single american in this country I mean, at this point no man even care if you make over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year every single american in this country need to get four hundred dollars a month minimum for help we out with grocery 
six four is twenty four. Me could do it twenty four hundred dollars a month in help right now. Because I have um human disposal systems in my house. Just food because me can't even afford the egg them now. Me I wonder what the heck gonna happen. Because then claim said there is bird flu. So it'll deplete the egg um we are called it. Me can't even talk here now. $26.7 billion. And if me beggar sent, me can't get it. $26.7 billion. And people might say, well, it's not money. Of course it is money. Because don't the money have to pay for provide the, the vehicles and the artillery and, and the weapons and all of that? No, don't it have to pay for it? No, no money have to pay for it? What do you think of the job out of this car? It's the same def defense companies that is owned by the same one percent that own all the money Thank who is you. making the money from these projects. But yet still we like to talk about how much people is on welfare and how they're depending on the system and the milk in the system. It is crazy. Then aren't they doing the same thing, Donald? Not them on the welfare. These packages get approved so quickly. You go to sleep and you wake up and it's gone. <laughs> In the words of Justin Timberlake, gone. <laughs> Lord help me. You're right. I just feel like, hi, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, um, Sin. Good afternoon, already, oh. I guess. <laughs> um, I just want to know, like, how much is Europe paying? Are they paying as much? Because they, they have more at stake. I'm curious to know. I don't know, so I don't like talking outside of, you know, without the information, but I think that it behooves Europe more than it behooves us, right? Um, they stand to benefit. So I want to see them contributing just as much equal um, because I do think, you know, this does need to be fought. I mean, I do think that um, we can't let, you know, Putin just take over the whole thing, because that's what he wants to do. I mean, he's not going to stop there. He's going to take over the whole thing, and um, he's going to keep going. And there's he knows that that, control, that area of the world controls a lot of um, wheat production and things like that. So he knows what he's doing, and he has Europe in a chokehold with um, natural resources. So um, I'm curious to know, however, what is their contribution? I know that people from Europe, because uh, that's half of my coworkers, um, are on the struggle right now as far as like what they're paying for utilities, what they're paying for petroleum. It's really, really bad out there. You look at the euro. Um, so I know things are bad out there, but how much are they struggling because we're really you know a lot of us are struggling here so i just kind of want to know more about that it doesn't see it seems like we might be giving more proportionate to our population but i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know sin. as you are talking sin i flash back to something marlon said when this is all over you know who gonna be laughing Russia and Ukraine. Russia and China are going to be laughing. <laughs> that, them too. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're the one, Marlon said it a couple of weeks ago. He said, wait and see. When this thing over. But um, we are afraid of Russia um, putting, taking, or not stopping. But weren't all these countries under the USSR? If I'm not, if I remember correctly, uh, what was yeah. happening then? Was Russia taking more? Going? I mean, I'm trying to find out exactly what we're so scared about. <laughs> I don't know. Morning. Good morning, Prezi. Good morning. Good morning. Um. <clears throat> so, so I guess to chime in a little. Um. I think in terms of the matter. You know the as you may mention about the the spending on the military aid um, to um, you know to fund the war and so on. I think what we I think what we would would need to um, look at is um, a couple of things as it relates to you know when it comes to the U.S. and um, foreign policy. And I think that I think everything goes back to that. Um, in the sense where, you know, one of the biggest things with this um, when, when you take into consideration, you know, what is focused on in this country is, you know, the whole idea of national security. And, you know, being that, um, you know, forging, you know, military alliances, you know, with foreign states, you know, this country essentially has played like one of the most integral roles in terms of, you know, ensuring that um you know that part of national security is always kept in check right and what 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 we're seeing happening you know is, is something that has happening has has happened you know over the years the decades centuries um where you know at, at whatever you know whatever whatever point or at whatever length they need to go they will, they will essentially go that length so in the name of national security and ensuring that, you know, where foreign policy is concerned, you know, that essentially is, um, is something that they, 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 they essentially require to manage. Because if, it, if you look at presidential election, I think, I'm not sure if we, if, if we look at that keenly. I think one of the most key parts of, you know, presidential election is, you know, what, what the candidates um, take on foreign policy, right? I think, I mean, you know, just looking at other, I mean, in the past elections, you know, you realize how much, how important it, that part of, you know, the whole scope of, you know, the presidential um, candidacy is. Um, so essentially, in other words, they will spend the money that is, that you know, that is necessary, whether, whether or not they, they say, for example, they see it, um, you know, or we may see it as unfit, but to them, you know, they, they, they are going to spend the money regardless because, you know, it's in the name of national security, in the name of, um, you know, ensuring that, you know, their borders or their, their you know, foreign alliances is, you know, is well kept. So, you know, it, it's something that, you know, we, 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 we've seen in the past and, you know, we'll continue to see um and that's the, that's a priority that they will continue to, to 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 take um over you know local issues that we essentially are here um so yeah that's just my 
my input on that. You know what I get from what you said, Prezi? Thank you so much. Then I'm going to go and sell with that story, instill fear, and use that fear to control us, to make it seem as though they're protecting us. <laughs> oh, boy. And now it's time for stories out of North America. Teacher who allegedly was shot by the six-year-old has been released from the hospital as child excuse me, as child's family issues first statement. Story courtesy of CNN. The family of the six-year-old Virginia boy who allegedly shot his first grade teacher at a Newport News Elementary School nearly two weeks ago have released a statement for the first time since the incident, lauding the teacher and saying their child has an acute disability. Our heart goes out to our son's teacher and we pray for her healing in the aftermath of such an unimaginable tragedy as she selflessly served our son and the school and the other children. The statement comes on the same day officials announced Richneck Elementary School teacher Abby Zwerno, who was wounded in the January 6th classroom shooting, has been released from the hospital. Zwarno, 25, was shot in the chest after the bullet passed through one of her hands. Police have not identified the first-grade student they say was responsible. In the statement, the family said the gun allegedly used was secured before the shooting. They also said a family member usually went to class with him, but not the week of the incident. Our son suffers from an acute disability and was under a care plan at the school that included his mother or father attending school with him and accompanying him to class every day. That's according to the family statement. We will regret our absence on this day for the rest of our lives. The gun was legally purchased by the child's mother who could face charges at the end of the investigation, according to drew that's police uh chief of police steve drew the child brought it to school in his backpack he said it remains unclear how the child accessed the weapon under virginia law it's a misdemeanor if an adult leaves a loaded unsecured firearm in such a way it could endanger a child under the age of 14. the statute also says it is unlawful for a person to unknowingly allow a child under the age of 12 to use a firearm. Ellison had no comment on CNN's follow-up questions on how the gun was secured and how the child was able to access it the day of the shooting. The statement said the family has been cooperating with investigators. Not to diminish anything, but why am I not surprised? So, can I ask a question for those of us in here who have had a six-year-old in our care, whether it's our child, our niece, nephew, whoever, that we are responsible for raising? Did you check your six-year-old, um, your six-year-old's backpack? Just asking. Did you check your six-year-old's backpack? I know I did. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? I'm Loud and clear. Result. Absolutely. 
<laughs> Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Every day. <laughs> Every single evening that they, when they came home from school. Absolutely. I mean, for general stuff, for, to just check, get their homework out the bag or their, their lunchbox. But in general, absolutely. I check my 16-year-old's um, purse and backpacks. And I don't care. Homework is the number one reason for checking the bag, right? Because we know children, do you have homework? No. And then you'll go in the back, back, the backpack and you'll find the homework. <laughs> and you're like, so what's this? Oh, I forgot. And then you find yourself emptying out because more than likely you're going to find crayons, not in the crayon box or pencils, <laughs> not in the pencil right. case. So you're, fix right. you're cleaning up the bag. Or you're finding a note that's sent home with the teacher. Huh? So you're. T <laughs> Why I just cleaned out my daughter's so bag. Sorry, today. I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. I just no, no, cleaned out my. And when I said my 16 year old, they, she has her privacy. What I'm saying is like, I, I, I went in her back for something. She told me to go and I saw all these wrappers and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, I just dumped everything in the garbage. But oh, why wouldn't your six year old, why wouldn't you check your six year old's bag? Why so lax? Why are we so not? Why are we un, we're so distant from our children nowadays? Because we don't want to invade their privacy. Oh, forget about that privacy. They don't have privacy when they live in my home. <laughs> I respect them. I shouldn't say it like that. That's harsh. I respect my children. I respect their time. And yes, I respect their privacy. But everyone's so caught up in their technology that we forget the humanity of being involved as a family and interacting with each other while you're in the home and putting down your phones and having conversations and, you know, watching a movie and eating some popcorn or just talking. Yeah. <laughs> That too, Prezi, that too. And instead, and instead, and Prezi and Russell, instead of accepting responsibility, what's the go-to? What is the go-to in this country? Every time there's a shooting, what's the go-to? They're mentally ill. Mentally unstable. To the point now, it's a given. So, as far as I'm concerned, every damn one of us walking around with some degree of mental health issues. I know I am. Every single one of us. But are we walking around shooting people? No, we're not. We have to pull up with drawers and deal with life. Some of us have people we can talk to, thank God. Some of us don't. Some of us have to hold on to prayer because that's what's taking us through. So why weren't you walking him? So you're telling me that our son suffers from an acute disability and was on the care plan at a school that included his mother or father attending school with him and accompanying him to class every day. The family statement says we uh no 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 hold on so back up they also said a family member usually went to class with him but not the week of the incident so that week means then you didn't go with him monday you never go with him tuesday you never go with him thursday i never go with him friday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday friday yeah i never go with him friday so why didn't you go monday through thursday yeah so that looked like they're setting up themselves for failure right there. Okay. 
Jamaica right there now. We can draw all different kind of conclusion why you didn't go to week when the teacher gets shot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's do some more investigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go this week? It would have been better drive themselves we went Monday to Thursday, but Friday we dropped the ball. But a whole week? Knowing that your child has an acute disability. The parents have to be held responsible. I'm sorry. We will regret our absence on this day for the rest of our lives. Thankfully, the teacher is alive. To God be the glory. Thankfully. But instead of holding ourselves accountable, we are always looking to pass it off onto somebody else. You know what this reminds me of? And, and this just popped in my head. You ever watch the Olympics? And when somebody on the U.S. team, them hype them up and, you know, the commentators are telling you about all their achievements and how good they are. And the minute them lose the race or whatever it is, you start to hear a list of reasons why. Not to, not, they, 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 they've never said, or they don't say, or they don't go to this right away. The other person was just a better competitor. No. Mother dead, father dead, met in an accident last week, had surgery yesterday, dog just died, the pussy chopped under the tree. They have an excuse for everything. I noticed that. It's the American way of dealing with tragedy. Loss, failure, not winning. Blame something else. It's never your fault. It's never the, the, the person's fault. It's always something. It's American culture at this point. I must be the only one who noticed it. But listen, listen next time you're watching the next Olympics, just listen. If the person will win the race, you're going to hear a list of reasons why. Oh, this person has gone through so much in the past. It, it, it's just phenomenal how they're able to stand here. And um, having gone through all of what they went through, you know, that, yeah, they, 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 they're, they're and it's just annoying. Sometimes I want to yell at them, shut the hell up. Them lose, them lose. The other person was just better this time. Make them go back, go train. That's what you need to tell them. Go back and train and come back again. Don't give up. American culture at play here again had acute disability. And that is the reason for shooting the person. For him to go home, get the gun, put it in his backpack, take it to school. The acute disability is the reason. San Francisco art gallery owner who hosed down homeless woman arrested for battery. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. 
The San Francisco, well, according to San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins, Collier Gwynn has been arrested for misdemeanor battery. On Wednesday, CBS shared a video of Gwynn being detained near his gallery. The alleged battery of an unhoused member of our community is completely unacceptable. Mr. Gwynn will face appropriate consequences for his actions. On January 9th, a video posted to social media showed a homeless man, woman, sorry, lying on the sidewalk while being sprayed with water by a man. During an interview with CBS last week, Gwynn acknowledged that he was the individual in the video. According to CBS San Francisco, Gwynn is the owner of the Foster Gwynn Gallery in the city's financial district where the incident occurred. What they saw is very regrettable, he told CBS. I feel awful, not just because I want to get out of trouble or something like that, but because I put a tremendous amount of effort into helping this woman. The prosecutor's office stated that Gwyn might receive a maximum sentence of six months in jail and a $2,000 fine if found guilty as charged. According to CBS San Francisco, the victim has been receiving help from the San Francisco Department of Public Health since the video went public. I don't understand something here. I feel awful, not just because I want to get out of trouble or something like that, but because I put a tremendous amount of effort into helping this woman by hosing her down. What were you doing? Helping her to take a shower? You know, we, tr- we, we, and we have spoken about this here before. We will stop, come to a full stop, to allow the ducks to go by. We will stop our car, jump out to retrieve a puppy who is just running all over the road. And we will stop others, stop, 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 stop. But we will drive down on others. We scorn people. We scoff at them. Dismiss them. Slam doors in their faces. Ignore them. Hose them down. We'll stop for a squirrel. We'll stop for iguanas crossing the road. Oh my gosh, those ducks are so cute. Look at them. Oh my gosh, so adorable. We'll probably even stop for an ant if we see an ant crossing the road. But we don't know how to treat human beings. A friend of mine said this many years ago, this country (laughs) is about woman, pitney, and dog. Well, exclude women from that equation. I would just say, I don't even know if I should put children. Animals, just say animals. You're an animal, you're safe with us. You feel bad. You only feel bad because then catch up on camera. You really don't feel bad because that behavior that you displayed is indicative of how you feel of people, about people who are not on your social level. That's all it is. It's who you really are. And it came to the forefront. And you feel bad because now people know who you really are. People who probably thought you were such an upstanding citizen. Decent human being. 
moral compass on point. Oh, yes. Has all the qualities of an upstanding citizen until they see this. And that's what you regret because now, how are people going to view you? Their perceptions are going to change. Call it what it is. Stop lying. And what, what tremendous amount of effort have you put into helping this woman? And go sit on one side and take your sad story to somebody else because Mina feels sorry for you. Welcome to the state of Florida, ladies and gentlemen. Please fasten your seatbelt as we seat belts as we prepare for takeoff. Florida governor blocks AP African American studies from being taught in K through 12 schools. Says the curriculum significantly lacks educational value. Story courtesy of BallAlert.com. <laughs> Under Governor Ron DeSantis's Stop Woke Act, Florida has decided to block the College Board from testing a pilot of the AP African American Studies program in the state. According to reports in a January letter sent to the College Board, the organization that oversees AP coursework, Florida's Department of Education's Office of Articulation, said the curriculum is inexplicably contrary to Florida law and significantly lacks educational value. The College Board's advanced curriculum would include a study of the African diaspora in the United States thanks to the pilot course, which has been tested at 60 schools. However, the program conflicts with DeSantis's ban on teaching K-12 students critical race theory. The concept of CRT is a method of analyzing how racism has influenced American law and institutions. In recent years, right-wing reactionaries have cooked the idea of harnessing fair against all discussions of race. In essence, education on race relations or diversity that implies a person's status as either privileged or oppressed is necessarily determined by his or her race, color, national origin, or sex is prohibited by the Stop Woke Act, which DeSantis signed into law last year. The Stop Woke Act bans both schools and workplaces from subjecting any student or employee to training or instruction that espouses, promotes, advances, incul incul in sorry, inculcates, or compels such individuals to believe specified concepts constitutes discrimination based on race, color, sex, or national origin. <laughs> and as we continue to climb to our... <laughs> oh, Jesus, have mercy. Another story, DeSantis and Scott speak out in migrant Crisis, courtesy of WSBN Miami. Government leaders and law enforcement officials have asked for more action to help with the increase in migrant landings along South Florida's coast. Governor Ron DeSantis and U.S. Senator Rick Scott, Republican for Florida, spoke out on Thursday about the ongoing migrant crisis happening on the shores of South Florida. Members of the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, Florida Highway Patrol, and Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission joined Scott in Marathon, where they talked about the migrant crisis 
along the intracoastal border. We're trying to work together as one big team to combat this problem, which is affecting this community. This is pretty basic, right? We, we, we like immigration, legal immigration, said Scott. Secure the border. Enforce our asylum rules. And if we need to, let's work on how we improve our immigration program. Scott toured the Florida Keys on Thursday to see for himself the impact migrant landings are having on this area. We went out on the boat. We saw where these rafts are coming in, he said. Earlier this month, DeSantis declared a state of emergency, which temporarily moved more resources down to Monroe County. But, um... We're now at cruising altitude, so I think I can breathe a little better. The captain right. has turned uh, off the seatbelt uh, sign. Go ahead, Marlon. Insects. Did he call them rats coming in? <laughs> I just want to make sure. The rafts, Marlon. Rafts. Oh. R-A-F-T. Yo, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I really I'm like. Okay. That was me. Okay. No, Just? the rafts. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for my mispronunciation. I'm sorry. I really thought he called them rafts. Like, that wouldn't have been, you know, outrageous at this point. No, it wouldn't have been. It really wouldn't have been. He's probably thinking it, and I said it for him. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, But... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> When am I gonna talk? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me let me speak properly. <laughs> let me speak English, I should say. African American studies significantly lacks educational value. Somebody please explain that to me. What does he mean? Significantly lacks educational value. So we are not significant. Our history is not significant. The past is not significant. Because if you don't know your history, you won't know where you're going. I don't believe in living in the past. I really don't. But you have to have an understanding. If So if our history, if African-American history is insignificant or significantly lacks educational value, what about the history of everybody else? What about the history about everybody else? I agree. He should have got rid of everybody's history. You know, so yeah, it's, he just don't want anybody to or the kids to know about Was it me or is it Marlon? His history then is Cuban and whatever, Italian, whatever. Italians. You know, so why is not getting rid of those in school? Well, if that's the case, Marlon, I don't want my children being taught about the, the Holocaust. How about that? What if we the, the entire African-American community got up and said, well, if we can't have our children taught about the, um, African-American studies, we don't want them knowing about the history of the Jews. What if we what what if we got up then the entire African American community is anti-Semitic? Now you know 
when we get into conversations with those people, it never ends well. <laughs> so let's just leave these people out of it because we know we're never we we were never gonna get anywhere. You're right. You're right, Sin. You're absolutely right. Well, I don't want to hear about the pilgrims who came over on the Mayflower. They had a very hard moment. <laughs> okay? You know how hard it is to steal everybody? Okay? That's tough. And to kill everybody with your diseases. Exactly. That takes, you know, skill. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the damn Mayflower. Scratch Thanksgiving. As to Black Friday where you traded the slaves. Get that out of history too. Talking about to give thanks. Because you were able to come across the ocean. Uh, and you were in search of um, what you call it, religious freedom. I don't want my children learning that then. If them can't learn for them history, them now go learn for your history. How about that? I don't want them to be taught about Christopher Columbus, the Italian who went around discovering the world. What he discovered. I don't want him being taught to my children then. Oh, he discovered the world. He discovered U.S. He discovered here. He discovered there. But talk about the other side of the discovery. You know, discover thief and thief. Let's talk about that. Oh, doesn't sound good, right? We've got to keep it squeaky clean. Two Ohio police officers are under investigation after video shows one punching a woman in the face outside a McDonald's. Did you did you all see that video? Hmm? Did you all see that video? So sad. Uh, let me see if I can. What is today? The 20th. <laughs> I have to keep reminding myself. Today is the 20th. Um, let's see if I can get the link. I don't know why this thing isn't opening the way it used to. It's taking me on a... Okay, let's... Oops, sorry. Sorry. So sorry. Let's see if I can get the link. Pin it at the top of the page. Clubhouse, where are you? Here you go. This was unnecessary, uncalled for, in my opinion. When you get a chance, click on the link, folks. Um... Story courtesy of CNN. Two Ohio police officers are under investigation after a video surfaced on social media of an officer punching a black woman several times in the face outside a McDonald's, their police chief said. Officers were dispatched Monday to the fast food restaurant in Butler Township for a report of disorderly subject of a disorderly subject who was upset over a food order. That's according to Chief John Porter. The video shows Sergeant Todd Stanley and Officer Tim Zellers detaining Latinka Hancock in the McDonald's parking lot and Stanley striking Hancock in the face and head. 
Hancock spent the night in the hospital, suffering from a busted lip, loose teeth and a back injury, her lawyer said on Wednesday. The case comes as police use of force, particularly against people of color, is under scrutiny nationwide. Hancock had been cooperative when police arrived, then later became highly agitated and refused to identify herself when police asked for her information so they could issue her a trespassing notice. Police body camera footage of the incident was released during Wednesday's news conference. At first, Hancock can be seen calmly explaining to the officers what happened with her order and with the McDonald's staff. The situation begins to escalate when Stanley asks for her name and she refuses. One of the officers is heard telling Hancock to calm down and warning her she'll go to jail if she refuses to cooperate. After she refuses to identify herself, the officers begin to arrest Hancock and a struggle among the three ensues. Stanley then punches Hancock in the face and head as the police body cam video shows. Stanley punched Hancock while Zellers pointed a stun gun at her. According to another video that captured part of the struggle, it was filmed by Mario Robinson, who was at the McDonald's with his family to celebrate his daughter's fourth birthday. Robinson then exits the McDonald's, approaches the officers and asks, why did you punch her? Please do not answer him. An officer is later heard telling Hancock, sorry, you just caused us to use force against you. Why did you punch me and I didn't even hit you, is what she said. Hancock was charged and res- with resisting arrest and failure to identify. She also received citations for driving under suspension and an open container of alcohol in a motor vehicle. Was it necessary for them to punch her in her face? No. In her head? No. So the situation started. Um, It all began with McDonald's getting the order wrong. It was a Big Mac order. She returned to the store with the order and her receipt. The manager instructed an employee to make the Big Mac correctly and add the extra piece of cheese that Hancock had paid for. The situation escalated when the employee refused to make the sandwich until Hancock paid for the extra cheese. The store then refunded Hancock for the order and police were called to remove Hancock from the establishment. McDonald's should be ashamed of resorting to calling the police over a disagreement for an order that they got wrong, according to Michael Wright, who is her attorney. The McDonald's store has declined to comment to CNN. (sighs) The disparities. The inequality in treatment of citizens continues. When is it going to end? Is it a different training as as to how to interact with people of color versus everyone else? Is it a different training? When you encounter people of color, 
you handle them this way and this way only because it seems to be a nationwide issue so there has to be a book that's handed out i'm so sorry somebody opened their mic i did so i'm only speaking when i worked in the fast food restaurants y'all know i'm very young so that wasn't too far back <laughs> but no there wasn't a, a training okay and that is in the food industry so let's talk about the police force um if we didn't smile we were like docked if we didn't have great customer service we were docked so maybe things have changed i don't know but not when i was doing it okay all right thank you javette so when we talk about the police force is the training different do you go through a training as to how to treat people of color versus how to treat people how to treat everybody else because no matter the issue this seems to be the outcome many a times an outcome that is not favorable an outcome that gives one the impression that in my opinion at least that this is how you deal with people of color We've been asking for an overhaul of the police forces throughout the country for retraining, for redressing and retraining. And it doesn't seem to be happening. And they don't seem to care. So that further tells me that there is a different training. They, they go through a particular training as to how to deal with people differently. That, that, that's the only thing I can say at this point. And they are comfortable carrying out this behavior, even though they know they are on camera. They are comfortable doing it because they are backed. The behavior is endorsed, which then tells me again, back to square one, that's the training you get. And until somebody else... Marlon, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry, Marlon. I do apologize to you after 20 years now of knowing you uh, for um, telling you not to join the police force. I'm, I, I know I'm sorry. You should have gone in there so that I could have an insight into exactly how them train them. What is the training? We need to demand answers. Damn it, I want to go in and say how they're trained because something is off. Something is off. It no makes sense to me. Gonna take a quick music break. When we return, we have business and tech news. If you make your whole place, that's not a chance If you party, live up your life, you're hungry, get the ones Put a sofa key, anyway, you do, you could have fast We are scams, some of floss, and you sit in a wig loss And I brace up your little pan, I yell up, and I yell up, yell up Dance, I'll lead the teacher in the class Who a bad mind, you think, bad, bad mind, you think Scam can rain Yeah, everybody scam can rain Everybody scam can rain Scam can rain Everybody scan can rain 
trouble me a star. Gangsta won't put me in a car. Rev out the big body bands, chrome white SLR. Diamond pa me neck, them a war. Them know I'm a up, up, up. If a million at the truck, for a million at the cut. Hey yo, ding dong, make them know so we kill some. So the price for the feature for all. No, for them say them ready, ever ready from a barn. When me check it out, them not even write them song. Them a rhyme, but the thing nah lick. Rich and famous, rich and famous. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. You are listening to Coffee Intel World News on the Go. Tune in every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. It's where I read the news and we share our views. We have business and tech news coming up after this one from Ding Dong Manastar. First up in business news, Thinks, T-H-I-N-X, I said it right, T-H-I-N-X, yeah, agrees on a $4 million settlement after menstrual panties found to contain harmful chemicals. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Thinks will pay a $4 million settlement after their menstrual underwear were found to contain harmful chemicals, despite them claiming they were safe according to the class action lawsuit thinks knowingly added polyfluoroalkyl we spoke about this chemical just this week um in everything from food to furniture to everything makeup am i delusional no we did talk about it this week anyway uh thinks knowingly add polyfluoroalkyl substances better known as pfas and Agion or Agion antimicrobial treatment to its period panties, particularly around the crotch area. PFAS are commonly found in food packaging, or PFAs, I should say, are commonly found in food packaging, cookware, and more. They are tough to break down once in the environment. Well, 
Meanwhile, antimicrobial treatment has been linked to certain types of cancers and infertility. Despite these poisons in the panties, Thinks branded its products as a more natural alternative to standard menstrual products. Most importantly, they said the products were free of toxic metals and or nanoparticles. The majority of recorded exposures are minor, according to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. However, this does not excuse Thinks' deception regarding the toxins utilized. Things has denied lying to its customers. Huh. Okay, then. Even with their denial, they have decided to pay the $4 million. Let me tell you something. I remember asking my mother some years ago how it, they didn't have sanitary napkins back then. So what did they do? She said, you know, what we call in Jamaica, nappy, that diaper cloth. That's what they used to use back in, in, in the day. That's what they used to use. I could never imagine using that. That would not work for me, but yeah. So anyway, it looks as though we need to go back to that. So these things that we're seeing on supermarket shelves or in big box stores that are marked organic, now we have to think twice. Natural. Here we go. I like this one because I think I have finally got the freedom I have been looking for. Hashtag free the nipple. Facebook and Instagram lift ban on naked breasts, but for transgender and non-binary people. So folks, going forward, I am non-binary. Thank you. So when you see me post up a picture of my boobs, understand that I am non-binary. Okay? Thank you. What is gender non-binary? I'm gender non-conforming. Um, and I've always had an issue as to why do I have to cover up my boobs but men can walk around with their boobs out? That's not fair. If I have to cover up, they need to cover up too. So when y'all see me, just say hey. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram will begin allowing transgender and non-binary individuals to show their bare breasts online. On Wednesday, Meta's Oversight Board announced a policy that grants transgender and other non-binary people permission to post images showing their nipples to the apps. However, the policy <laughs> forbids cisgender women from doing the same. So how they're going to know I'm cisgender? How do you know the difference between somebody who is non-binary and someone who is cisgender? Somebody explain that to me, please. Hmm? Somebody explain that. Wait, cisgender? So if I'm cisgender, I will not be allowed to show my nipples on the social media apps. But if I'm non-binary, I can. So what's, how are they going to know? Okay, so denoting, that, so I pulled it up, Sin. Cisgender, denoting or relating to a person whose gender identity corresponds with the sex registered for them at birth, not transgender. Okay, so my birth certificate says I am female. So let me jump to non-binary. Non-binary, 
uh, what is non-binary? Okay, let me see. Non-binary is an umbrella term to describe people who identify with a gender outside of the gender binary and can be categorized under the trans umbrella term, although not all non-binary people identify as trans. The word non-binary describes a wide array of different identities which fall outside of the gender binary and can be related to or completely separate from male and female gender identities. So what are the types of non-binary? Let's see. We have agenda, which means having no gender or being genderless. Androgyne or androgen, I don't know. Identifying somewhere in between man and, and woman. Androgynous. Androgyny. That would be like, okay. yeah, like those rockers that wear makeup. Okay. That's kind of like androgynous. Okay. Thank those you. Thank you for explaining that. Then you have by gender, having two gender identities, either at the same time or interchangeably. So I can choose what I want to be whenever. Demi-boy, partially but not completely, identifying as a man, boy, or masculine person. Demi-gender, having a partial connection with one gender, male, female, or another. Demi-girl, partially but not, listen, the tired. I'm non-binary. I'm going to be bearing my boobs. Nobody don't say nothing to me. You can't lock me up because <laughs> that's how I identify. Do we have to do a civic class to, 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 to find out all these different terminologies? Let me tell you how do we keep up with that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So you have trans masculine or trans mask, trans feminine or trans femme, non binary, neutral. Multigender, gender queer, gender fluid, NB, demigirl, demigender, demiboy, bigender, androgyny, agenda. It sounds like the side effect of some of the drugs they'll be selling us. <laughs> I can't feel. Who's sitting there come up with all these damn things? Uh, uh, you, know, you know what's interesting too? Like when I'm. When, um, People are against this type of movement saying that like they don't want their kids to learn because um, they feel like this is an agenda. Like they're saying, no, we don't have any agenda, but we have so much different genders now. Like it's it's so ridiculous. You have to walk around with a dictionary now. Dictionary, you, you know? need a whole manual. But like I'm, <laughs> I'm you know what? I feel like these people have a lot of things figured out because if I wanted to, I can, you know, classify as non-binary at work. Right? You're right. But I can't classify as black and Latina. So <laughs> I have to pick both. I can't I am like I can't pick both because they're like, no, you have to choose one. I was <laughs> like, by now you haven't figured it out that there's actually black people in Latin America, like what are you doing? So I feel like maybe we're going towards figuring out each other, but we're like very far gone, but I'm like, what happens to like, I, I don't even know what I counted as. And I, I just clicked something so fast, but I'm like, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. How you, how, like there's black people all over the world. What like, I can't be two things. No. How dare you? But yet I could be a girl and I can be a girl and non-binary, you know, but I can't yeah. be black and Latina. Like I, you know, it's, I have to pick one, which is weird. Okay. So the ultimate thing here, um, saying is who can be non-binary 
anyone who does not identify as a man or a woman. So today I woke up and I don't feel like a woman. And I don't feel like a man either. I don't know what the heck I am today. Don't call me sir. Don't call me ma'am. I don't know what the hell I am today. I'm non-binary. So I'm going to start. I'm going to start calling you a they. Yeah, I'm going to start putting up pictures of my boobs. So now hopefully I can do subscription on Instagram and get paid. I don't have to go open a, a, a OnlyFans account because you can't shut me down because I'm non-binary. And then here's the interesting part about it. Uh, you're telling me that as a cis person, right? Hold on, let me go back to it because um, as a cis person, it means that I was born on my birth certificate my it's how i'm registered let me make sure i get it right let me go back to the definition here because i don't want to okay cisgender denoting or relating to a person whose gender identity corresponds with the sex registered for them at birth all right so non-binary isn't there a corresponding sex when they were registered at birth or is it that there is none when i would born? say most people are classified whether they conform to you know our historical norms or not most people are categorized because that's our system most of our systems are very old they don't have a place for a, you know an in between it's like male female our systems are like not not to say not everyone conforms with that scientifically but our systems are all male female so yeah most people are going to be categorized if they're born in a hospital in america right but of course that's not like the case for everybody but 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 um sin but listen to this so when the child comes out of the womb is a child telling oh i'm cisgender oh i am this i'm that but isn't it the parent ha that has to agree and then what are you telling that these parents are looking at each other mm, came out with male parts but i wanted to be a girl you know what put them as this this is just ridiculous now it's truly ridiculous now. It's too much. Can we just simplify it, please, instead of having all these different titles? <sighs> anyway, look out for my nipples coming to um, Facebook but, and Instagram soon. But a real woman who's going to post their breasts, make sure it's not slippers breasts, please. Marlon, get off the app, please. Goodbye. Somebody kick Marlon out the room. Just, just, just saying. Goodbye, Marlon. You, ha you are dismissed. But um, I'm gonna post my boobs up. And here's the thing: How are they going to sit back and know at the headquarters of Facebook and Instagram at Meta who is who? Because I guarantee you. And here it is: women, natural-born women who embrace their femininity who love their bodies who love showing off their bodies are blocked penalized so you're telling me we have a problem with a woman breastfeeding a kid in public but we could Aha. come up with all these different alphabets for nonsense okay here we go the natural woman is ostracized condemned demeaned People put up themselves in bathing suits and they're, they're, they're um, flagged. Flagged! Because they have too much breasts or them bottom too big or their hips too wide. Flagged for nudity. 
So first of all, Facebook could do whatever it wants. It's a private company. But think of you walking down the street topless, right? Because that's kind of like what the Facebook, what is it, wall or something? Like the, when you post something on Facebook, what is that, your Facebook stream? I don't whatever. know what it's called. Maybe, maybe think of it like that, right? The, um, I don't even know what it's called. But if you were on the street topless, you'd probably get arrested. But if Marlon walked down the street topless, he wouldn't. So this is just our societal norms. <laughs> and it's not that I think people are trying to shame or whatever. It's just... You know, you walk down topless, you might get some Mardi Gras beads and, you know, you're eventually going to get arrested, right, <laughs> um, for indecent exposure. Men do the same thing and they don't because why our bodies are built differently. So, I mean, yeah, it's just our society. That's how it is. Um, do you want to be able to just walk uh, around topless? I mean, there's places you could do that. There's resorts, you know. You're in Miami. I'm sure there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> those places. You know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, James, go right ahead and then I'm going to move on. Yeah, moments. I just wanted to ask, is that really the case though? Because I know there are a lot of places where men cannot go like in in like on in public areas like um, without shirt. Like you'll, you'll get like a ticket or you get mm -hmm. one. If you a police stop you or something like that. Well, not in Miami. You can. You just can't go into business places without a shirt on. They put the sign up. You have to have on a, a shirt. But you can walk topless as a man. No, because I know here, like, um, police can stop you, like, as a man, if you're if you're walking without a shirt or, or something like that. Oh, interesting. So I, I know it's not it's not right across. I know like different different places in the world, different states, different provinces. They have different rules. But from what I know, like most places that i know like men can just walk around like that like um police will stop them <laughs> i mean if you're going on the beach it depends where you are you know it's that it's trickier but for the like nine out of ten men are fine yeah all right, folks, click the link in the chat that Chief put in there. Um, new ruling allows Oklahoma woman to be topless in public. Yes, Oklahoma, I'm coming. But I got to keep it moving. <laughs> Florida awarded $82.6 million in Celsius energy drink lawsuit after initially only seeking $32,000. Good for you, Florida. You're looking kind of cute now. Florida has scored a major victory in his legal battle against energy drink company Celsius. The right round star has been embroiled in a fight with the company since 2021. That year, he sued Celsius for a soured deal he signed with them. Per the partnership, Florida was a brand ambassador for their energy drinks, even featuring the beverage in his music videos from 2014 to 2018. Flo and his attorneys argued that his endorsement helped to expand the brand. As part of the deal, Flo was to be granted stock and 1% ownership of the company, as well as other incentives when certain goals were met. Unfortunately, he was not appropriately compensated by Celsius. So, Call, call me up, Florida. Call me. Don't worry about my husband. He good. It's you know we in this together. He said I must go out there and make some money, and he's all right with that. Thirty-seven million T-Mobile customers were hacked. Story courtesy of CNN. 
T-Mobile said a bad actor accessed personal data from 37 million current customers in a November data breach. In a regulatory filing on Thursday, the company said the hackers stole customer data that included names, billing addresses, emails, phone numbers, dates of birth, T-Mobile account numbers, and information describing the kind of service they have with a wireless carrier. T-Mobile said no social security numbers, credit card information, government ID numbers, passwords, pins, or financial information were exposed in the hack. Not so, not so sure how y'all so sure about that. And Amazon ends its charity donation program, Amazon Smile, after other cost-cutting efforts. Oh, boy. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Really? You had to take it away from the charity? Amazon is ending its charity donation program by February 20. The company announced this on Wednesday. The move to shutter Amazon Smile comes after a series of other cost-cutting measures. Through the program, which has been in operation since 2013, Amazon donates 0.5% of eligible purchases to a charity of the shopper's choice. The program has donated over $400 million in U.S. charities and more than $449 million globally, according to Amazon. With so many eligible organizations, more than $1 million globally, our ability to have an impact was often spread too thin, Amazon said in a letter to customers. In 2022, Amazon Smile's average donation per charity was $230 in the U.S., um uh, here's what we could do that that boat is it ready yeah we could sell the boat because he don't really need the boat anyway but people do need things charitable organizations need things and our next story in business news attorneys for disgraced ftx founder sam bankman freed urged the judge in his fraud case to keep the names of two people who co-signed his 250 million dollar bond secret because of actual threats he says his family has received. Bank, hold on a second, $250 million bond. And how much you have to put up 10% of that, which is what? 25 million? Am I right? Is my math right? Yeah, I think my math is right. Folks, that's the money he scammed. That's being put up. Anyway, let me keep it moving. Bankman Fried's lawyer said there was a security incident at his parents' home where the former FTX CEO is released on home confinement. In a letter to Judge Lewis Kaplan, opposing nearly a dozen media organizations' request to make the identities of the co-signers known, Bankman Freed's lawyers described the incident. Recently, the Bankman Freed's had a security incident at their home when a black car drove into the metal barricade set up outside their home. Three men got out of the car. When the security guard on duty confronted them, the men said something to the effect of, you will not be able to keep us out. The men got back in the car and quickly drove off before the security guard was able to see the license plate. Bankman Freed's parents, Joseph and Barbara, are both Stanford University law professors. Well, thank you for telling us where they work. Now you just told the people where to go find them. Pretty smart, aren't you? A judge released Bankman Freed on a $250 million bond and required him to have an electronic monitoring bracelet and be under house arrest at his parents' home in Palo Alto, California. Well... You know, sometimes media is not so smart. You just told them where his parents were. So guess what they're going to do? They're going to go after parents. They say, if you can't catch Kwaku, 
you're catching shot. In sports news, Stephen A. Smith apologizes for Rihanna ain't Beyonce comments. You know, Stephen, every time you speak, uh, you know, let me not say that. Let me not say that because it might be offensive to somebody. What I was going to say, let me not say it. Let me, let me just read the article. Sportscaster Stephen A. Smith is apologizing for comments he made about Rihanna during her upcoming Super Bowl halftime performance. You know, I need a little Rihanna in my life. Wednesday, the first take host was a guest on Sherry Shepard's daytime talk show where he was asked about Riri's anticipated performance. While he did offer praise to the Fenty founder, he proclaimed, she ain't Beyonce. <laughs> Rihanna's music is fantastic, he said during the interview. She's great. She's a sister. I love her dearly. I listen to her music. I'm going to support her till the cows come home. I'm just telling you, for me, there's Beyonce and there's everybody else. Just like there's Michael Jackson and there's everybody else. But now you put your foot in your mouth and you had to turn around and apologize. Come through, y'all, really. I'm falling for you, but there's nothing wrong with that. You don't want boy you see sometimes you gotta think before you speak especially when you're on certain platforms okay um I just pick my girl like that you understand marlon our girl huh? yeah by the way you know marlon had a screenshot of rihanna i don't know who knows the picture she's wearing a pink wig a pixie cut wig with that thin see-through top he had that as his um screensaver on his phone for a couple of years yeah not me riri <laughs> yeah she's our girl love her something sexy about her she has sex appeal uh in some good news um university of southern california has renamed its track and field to honor olympic medalist allison phoenix there goes your other girl marlon i know you love you some allison felix on wednesday usc announced that its popular cromwell field will be receiving a name change the field that sits at the center of catherine b loker track stadium and welcomes many athletic activities is now known as the allison felix field so i hope you feel better about that marlon that made you feel better i hope yep sure did <laughs> yeah. kelly yeah yep <laughs> okay so i'm glad i was able to cheer you up with that one and believe it or not stories mm. Derek chauvin his lawyer is asking a Minnesota appeals court to toss out his murder convictions. Story courtesy of NPR.org. So a lawyer for former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin made his case on Wednesday for why his client's three convictions in the murder of George Floyd should be overturned, which the state vehemently rebutted. Thank you for doing that. Mm hmm Speaking before a three-member panel on the Minnesota Court of Appeals, lawyer William Merman argued that extensive pre-trial publicity made it impossible for Chauvin to get a fair trial in 2021 and said the main remedy they are seeking is a new one. 
Our primary argument here is that this case could not be tried in Minneapolis because of the pretrial publicity, which was pervasive, and also just the physical pressure on the courthouse, Mormon said. Mormon, consider the same cell with, jo- with why name? Chauvin, please. How does it being in the public a really affect everybody? The world saw what happened. Uh, 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 from one fool to another Trump criticizes evangelical leaders for not backing his 2024 presidential bid come on evangelists wake up just days before Donald Trump hosts his first 2024 event in South Carolina a state whose evangelical population has long played a critical role in its presidential primary the former president is lashing out at religious conservatives who have declined to endorse his third presidential campaign (laughs) Trump's comments to conservative journalist David Brody in a podcast interview on Monday in which he decried the disloyalty of evangelical leaders who have withheld public support for his campaign were the latest in a series of bewildering remarks he's made about one of the most critical voting blocks in a Republican primary. Nobody has ever done more for the right of life or the right to life than Donald Trump. I put three Supreme Court justices, all who voted, and they got something that they've been fighting for for 65 years, many, many years, Trump told Brody, referring to the Supreme Court's overturning of federal abortion rights in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. <sighs> he also continued to say, there's great disloyalty in the world of politics, and that's a sign of disloyalty. <laughs> Evangelicals, he needs you. He needs you. Back him. He needs you. He can't do it without you, folks. He needs you. In the brew entertainment news, ASAP Rocky says, um, oh, I had another one, but I don't know why I put it in entertainment. Let me do this one first before, because it is a, believe it or not, <laughs> George Santos. Yay. New report claims that U.S. Rep. George Santos once was known as a Brazilian drag queen named Kitara. More details about U.S. Rep. George Santos's convoluted identity continue to emerge, including claims he dressed as drag queen Kitara more than a decade ago. It was reported by the Substack site, The Handbasket, that Santos, who allegedly used several aliases in the past, appeared in a drag costume in, <laughs> in a photo from 2008. Let me see. What does he look like as a drag queen? I don't know. I can't see the photo. I would love to see what he must have looked like. Um, According to the report, Santos and Rochard first met while Rochard was already a well-established drag queen in a Brazilian city close to Rio de Janeiro. Uh, Eula Rochard said, I think I met him when he was around 16 or 17 years old. She said of Santos, who used to go by Anthony back then. He used to hang out in my house while his mom was playing 
Bingo. Okay, so Anthony DeVolda and Anthony Zabrowski are reportedly aliases that Santos has used in the past. Currently, local, state, and federal officials are looking into the lawmaker's extensive list of lies and his dubious campaign finance, while Brazilian prosecutors have reopened a 2008 fraud case against him. So far, Santos has resisted all calls for him to resign. After seeing Governor Santos on a Brazilian TV channel, Rochard posted the picture to Instagram to prove to her friends that she knew him. <laughs> Javette, go get your guy. Rosolo, go get your guy. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm try I'm here busy looking for this photo of him as a drag queen. I am I'm messy. I'm being very messy. He's a Republican too, right? <laughs> yes. Damn it. Damn, damn, damn. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. Please, I do apologize for taking up your time, but I am here busy looking for the picture. I wanted to post it. I think I'm going to switch to Republican <laughs> because <laughs> my life is not the best. My past life, you know, I was born. The strip club. <laughs> you are how? I need to be a Republican. Once upon a time, you was a hoe. You admitting it? <laughs> yes, I am. Lord of mercy. ASAP Rocky is more excited than everybody else about Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime performance. Yes, so am I. I can't wait to see what she's going to do. I'm here for it. His iconic boo. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm here for it. Hey, <laughs> what can I say? All right, gonna play a couple songs to take us out. Keep it locked. Some girl have a dream to date me. Good girl, me want me no in a democracy. You date some girl, I'm gonna try a falache. You're a style till I'm all in a bono like battery. Star me, a star me, I'm no comedian, me, I'm no puppy show, no, me, I'm no some other man, no matter what beside of me with no bush bush in a yard. Go link the rest of man from up above the can. Ha 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 me ha 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 ha
Baby, me love you, me need you. Me want you, feel hold you and squeeze you. One night, son, I will never forget you. But if you leave, I will never forgive you. Me want pop off, me condom and breathe you. Me love you, me need you. Me want to caress you. Me want one and go, two and go, three and go, four and go, five and go, six. Girl, up in you. I love the beautiful her waist. The umbrella for her wrist. She beautiful to the titty. She's a true African miss. My baby bam 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 bam. My baby bam 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 bam. Are you seeing what I see? For woman overseas, I never see this kind lady. Oh no 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 no. African smile when I die. African woman super. African lips so enticing. African woman super. Her body so hypnotizing. African woman super. Lelele, she's a true African mix. Girl, yeah, I went to the Afrobeat. Girl, me want to know your body so neat. Yeah. Straight Louis V, yeah, close the cheap. Girl rolling deep in about 20 Jeep. Champion of an money will leap. Her mother, princess, her daddy, a sheep. She's so discreet when she talk the street. All a man get is a tiny pee. My girl, you're pretty like a ripe mango. Big fat diamond from the Congo. Girl fall in love with the Nati Congo. A beanie, but metal like Modumbo. Girl, I sing love song like Casey and Joe. No, bad man, no, in a go slow. Ever stand firm in a go down low. African lips so enticing, no. African woman super. Her body so hypnotizing, no. African woman super. Lelele, she's the true African bitch. Oh baby, waiting there happen for corner. She na corner kick. Your matter don't take us for kasua. Banza, banza. Erima, give me the milo. Asa, give me the choco. You know mama ties with her. Yeah, yeah. Make we end for my say I'm bad. Tell me who's badder. Yeah, because I'm nice. You don't see a lot of many. Uh-huh. African lady no do. Sister see what you carry. Your girl I know guess I start finish. Say that quote. Jiggle and I broke it down, you never get Love bored. Love it when you turn and twist it. 
I love it when you boom like this. The little thing you do with your hips. Nobody never seen nothing like it now. say thank you to all our listeners who logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com for quality music while you work or play keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day thank you to everyone that tuned in on johnoradio.com Download that Jano Radio app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. J A H K N O Jano Radio. Take us on the go. And a big thank you to everyone who stuck it out with me right here on Clubhouse every day, all day. Appreciate you. Thank you so much to everyone. You were listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go. Tune in every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. It's always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Please, folks, I wish you all a wonderful weekend. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask you this one favor that you please be safe. Rum pa pa pum, rum pa pa pum, rum pa pa pum.
Channel Radio and QMZ Radio. This is Moments with me signing out. Take care.